Hi folks, content warning, um, Dino. Uh, this week is probably not as intense as last week, but you know, we do have some discussion of depression, ADHD, uh, general tiredness. I think that's about it. At least that's what I have in my notes for this week. Uh, so yeah, uh, second warning is we have pets. The dog has been you know, looking hopefully at me ever since I got home. The cats are here. The chickens are all asleep and everyone's fine. And the final warning is there is swearing. Both Dino and I swear. Ursula's not here this week, so she won't be swearing. But uh, if the cat gets in my way while I'm doing the intro and the outro, there will be swearing. That's that. Hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 283. This is the episode that was supposed to go out last week, but MAGFest and all of its stuff ate my brain. I mean, it ate my brain and all the time I had to do the episode and there was like, hey, I'll do it in the hotel room before I go to, you know, before I go to bed on, on Wednesday night. Oh, hey, I'll do it first thing Thursday morning. None of that happened. I mean, I had originally planned to do it Tuesday before I left and uh, no, it just, I will plan better next year for uh, taking two weeks off of the show at the very beginning with MAGFest. Um, We'll have a full report later, I'm sure. The short report is all of my pre-planning and hard work paid off. It went swimmingly. Everybody had a good time. And yeah, there you go. That is that is the short, man, it was awesome, uh, I guess, update for this week. And now I'm recovering. In the meantime, fortunately, before... The holidays and before things happened, I had sat down with Dino, as you know from uh, the last actual audio episode. And so I have the second half of that for you right after this. I mean, hi, folks. Part two. Um, so, if all has gone according to plan, we are now in the new year. Woohoo! Yes. Yes. Um, and we have to clean up. Oh, we have to clean up. <laughs> it, it's um, so after Thanksgiving. Um, like I said, this was the first year that I've hosted um, yeah, a yeah. large, large Thanksgiving gathering um, with uh, Nico. We've we've had um, we've cooked huge amounts of food for um, uh, his family, but it's been at his mom's house, um, and so like we haven't really right. like hosted together together. Um, at final count, um, we ended up with fifteen people in our house. Um, one of Is that all. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but that's I was going to say when I yeah for you that's when I was doing um, orphans Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. um, uh, I would have probably forty people come through over the course of a day. Right, right, and so yeah. like 
but we had mostly people who were um, like very close friends um, who you might as well yeah. call family at this point. Like that guy who drove up from fucking Delaware to here to help us move. Like that's, right. that's family. Yeah. That's not just, and you know, I keep talking about like your found family um, and the people that you call your family because like they've been there for you through yeah. everything. Um, all the shit. All the shit. Like, you know, he knew, I, I've known this guy since he was like 16 years old. Like he's, he's, you know, been there. I've, I've known him, you know, through the divorce, like I, everything I've, I've been through you know all the shit that his parents went through and like it's we're very very close so he came up with his spouse and their kid and then nico's mom and his sister came over and then like a couple of our friends who live locally one two three four five (laughs) of them showed up and then like you know it's just like everyone landed up here which is great that's great and then yeah no Friday, everybody went home. And then Saturday, um, my friend Tasha from Texas had driven up. Um, so she came cool. over. And then uh, another friend of mine who lives in Jersey drove up. And then, um, you know, a few more friends. So, like, it was a lot a of A multi-day event, yeah. Yeah, it was a multi-day event. And then we went through and, you know, we had a good time. We hung out. We sat. We chatted. Whatever. Um, and the amount of dishes that I had after Thanksgiving dinner alone was mind boggling because (laughs) uh, (laughs) since I have a dishwasher, I didn't want to really use disposables. I just wanted to like stick with the regular plates that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And since we have a washing machine, I didn't want to use paper towels for um, napkins. We use the linen napkins that we have. Um, and it's, it's so a nice fancy. meal. Like you want to go all out. So yeah. Like, and then between the wine glasses and the drinking glasses and everything else, it just, there's a lot of fucking dishes, not to mention. I wasn't the only one who cooked because all the people who came over all are good cooks. So they all brought something, which was amazing. Um, so like I had to make a couple of side dishes and that was it. I still made a fair few dishes, but it was like nowhere near the workload it would have been if I had tried to tackle this on my own. Oh, yeah. Which was great. But like certain things need to be finished before they go to the table. And so more dishes, more dishes, more dishes. Um, And by the time like Thursday night rolled around, we're all like a few sheets to the wind. And, you know, we've had a few. And Uh, I don't only a few. Only a few Um, uh, bottles of wine. And so. (laughs) So. you need to get stuff out of the the serving ware and put it away. You need to get stuff put away into the fridge so that it doesn't get salmonella or botulism or something else equally disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, you need to now wash up all the dishes so that you don't get mice or or rats or rodents or or bugs or whatever, like nesting and making their gross little feeties happen all over things. So it's like... It things need to get done right now, and then there's other things that we can wait on. And so I made a Google spreadsheet, a spreadsheet, Google document that um, yes. we can share with everybody. Um, I will. Yep. And I'll, I, I'll export to PDF and everything. Yes, exactly. So you can just download it and look at it. I uh, the ninth point on there is what I call the order operations for cleaning. Reason being is that when you're facing this giant project, and and you talk about this all the time with productivity, is like 
look at the project as a whole, you're going to feel intimidated and overwhelmed. And if you don't have some kind of guidance as to where to start and where to end, it's going to just feel like I'm never getting this done. And this is insurmountable and it's too much. And to be fair, sometimes it is too much and you need to hire outside help or or ask for outside help. And that's fine. Um, But like, I I wrote this order of operations based on what has worked for me in the past of, you know, having entertained all my life. My mom would have people over at the house all the time. Um, When I moved out on my own, I would have people over all the time and it wouldn't, it was never this scale. It was never at this level. It was always like five, maybe six people would come over. We'd all have a few drinks. We'd we'd eat, we, you know, whatever. And then everybody would fuck off. And then, you know, I could wash the dishes and put them away and move on with my life. This was the first time that I had this many dishes that I had to get through and this much mess that I had to clean up. So this is what works for me. And the reason that I laid it out in this particular order is because um, I follow a few cleaning blogs and they talk about how you want to start from top to bottom. So like you clean surfaces before you clean the floors, because when you're cleaning the surfaces, even if you're careful, stuff is going to fall on the floor. So why cause extra work for yourself for no reason if you can just sort of clean the top surfaces first, whatever falls on the floor falls on the floor, then clean the floor, then, you know, do this whole process. So this is what's worked for me um, before I had a dishwasher. um, And to be frank... Also very effective for me when it um, when I don't have a dish when I do have a dishwasher because like the dishwasher cycle takes as long as it takes to run. Period. The end. There's nothing to be done for it. There, we, we'll talk later about like the different cycles that you can use to speed things up, but yeah. realistically, it's going to take as long as it takes. So what I find is the most effective and feels the most like. I'm getting a win is to get rid of the largest number of stuff that I can cutlery, uh, wine glasses, drinking glasses, plates, your tea and coffee cups, your side plates, your soup bowls, all that shit that you can cram in your dishwasher and run pretty much just one load. Because like, if you put plates in a dishwasher, it is so satisfying to look at all those plates so neatly arranged. Oh, it so is. It so is. And it's so beautiful. And it's like, and those little um, slats that they have built into the dishwasher are mm-hmm. meant for this. This is why when I serve a lot of people at once, I tend not to use um, round bottom bowls. I tend to use what's called a pasta bowl. Actually, we should probably put a link to this. Um Oh, I'm not sure oh. If you know what I'm talking about. Um, I can look one up. Um, it's it's on Amazon, um, and they're called like pasta bowls or something like that. Let me find you what the ones are that I have. I, I was gonna um, say, uh, let me. Uh, I, that may be just our default bowl. Uh huh. Um, because we are big proponents of yeah, kind of. Um, we're we love Fiesta Ware. Yes. Um. And so let me let me bring up the specific um, where possible. Look at that. There's the one I use. Um, not those exact ones, but they're very similar. So like what a possible is, is that it is more flat than it's rounded on the bottom. Yeah. So they actually still fit in between the slats of your dishwasher. 
Yep. Um, I don't think these are the exact ones I have, but like it's it's that same concept. So like you don't need to get these exact ones, but like if you're at a thrift store right. or if you're at like a secondhand store or you're um, at like a dishware store or something like that, and you see these bowls, if you ask them for a pasta bowl set, they'll usually know what you're talking about. It's these wide, um, uh, shallow bowls where it works perfectly for soup because in the round small bowls, the soup stays very, very hot for a very, very long time, which is great if you're eating soup over a long time. But if you're serving a multi-course dinner, these pasta bowls yeah. are very helpful to sort of cool it down quickly. You can hork it into your face as fast as you can and then get on with your life. So yeah, so these pasta bowls, um, uh, all these other things fit really beautifully in that dishwasher and in the cutlery. So my dishwasher has a third drawer that's above all of them you pull it yes. out and you can lay the cutlery on there um at my my God, i uh, love that nico's mom <laughs> has the same type of dishwasher that has that drawer she never knew what it was for and then when she saw me loading up my dishwasher with all the cutlery neatly arranged on oh it looks so satisfying when you see it it really does it um, really does yeah it looks beautiful and it's satisfying and it gets the cutlery clean. And now you're not wasting all that space in the bottom rack of your dishwasher with that basket that never really lets the cutlery get fully clean anyway. This really lets them get clean. Um, so the small dishes I get rid of first because, like I said, it feels like a win because now the you can, bulk you can of the get so many in. Yeah, you Correct. can get so many in and get it all done so quick. Here, hold and on. I'm going to paste the link. Yep. This is, this is the Fiesta Wear. Pasta bowl. Um, we use the Fiesta, like the Fiesta. Oh, small these bowl. are beautiful, aren't they? Um, oh my god! I, I should not tell you about the Fiesta outlet on. They're um, fucking not cheap, Virginia. They? The, the, those are thirty dollars a bowl, but Jesus. we go to the out. We go to the outlet. Okay. There's a. They have an outlet um, in West Virginia because they're all made in West Virginia. They're all okay. made. You know, it's it's a purely, you know, local, none of this is made in China except for some of the licensed stuff. Okay. Um, but they have an outlet off the highway in Flatwood, mm -hmm. uh, West Virginia, home of the Flatwood Monster. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're going to put a link to that in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we'll go there and we'll get the seconds, the ones that aren't okay. perfect. Okay. So we'll get, and they'll they just have like palette flats mm -hmm. of the uh the small bowls which are are like our favorite mm -hmm. um hold on let me pull that one up real quick but like and the colors um so vibrant like yeah and every year they come out with two new colors mm -hmm. and like our go-to bowl is their small bowl which i am linking now and so basically once we have everything in the dishwasher Mm -hmm. Like you say, with the small bowls or whatever, and the small bowls you can actually put on the top rack. Right, and they stack. You, and they stack, yeah. Sort of, um, yeah. Yeah, but they come out with two new colors every year, and so mm -hmm. one of our things, sometimes three, is just like, do we have these colors? Our dishes, when they're in the dishwasher, not only are they so neat like that, mm -hmm. but now you've got like this color effect. Rainbow almost, yeah. Rainbow almost, yeah, and then... Uh, but yeah, it's so satisfying to take all of the small bowls, mm -hmm. all of the all of the small plates, and get them all in there and get them washed, Correct. and then be able to put them away. And then it's maybe just the big stuff, and maybe the big stuff you can hand wash. Maybe you can. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but 
if you don't have the wherewithal to hand wash anything, don't hand wash anything. It's fine. Do what you need to do. Um, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail, but I run my nonstick through the dishwasher. I don't give a shit because like, it's fine because I have a gentle setting that I can put it on and it right. does the job. I put slightly less detergent, but anyway, the thing is, is like, while I'm doing 30 other things, I want to let the dishwasher do its own business. Um, and yep. get it over with same thing with drying racks so like say for example you're washing by hand if you have a drying rack the drying rack is most effective when you're neatly stacking those plates on there because they use the space most efficiently if you're stacking these big honking pots in there like you've taken up the whole entire thing on one fucking pot like why are you wasting your space? There's no point. So like do the small shit first, get it out of the way, whether you're hand washing or you're dishwashing it. Second is now start moving into your larger dishes, your mm-hmm. serving platters, your, um, your roasting pans, your, your big fuck off dishes. The other good thing is that if you're, um, if you need something to soak for a little bit of time, you put the water in there, get it out of the sink and get it out of your way. Let it soak while you're washing these smaller, smaller dishes. Oh, yeah. Get them out of the way on the drying rack. Um, let them park, do their business. Um, actually, I think I saw some, um, uh, what is it, uh, Scandinavian country. I think it was either Finland or Iceland where their cabinets have built in slats so that you can stack your plates in yes. there so you can dry into the sink. I wish we had something sensible like that in this country, but we don't. So whatever, do you, you can get a drying rack. They're fairly inexpensive. Um, I, yeah, I keep one, one hand. Yeah. Um, but I actually, now I do have a small problem. My, I, we have very little non stick anymore. Uh-huh. Um, most of my non stick is at this point, like I just have, it's ridiculous. I haven't, uh, these are the, Two pieces I have used almost constantly for cooking for almost everything. Okay. That isn't in the instant pot or the air fryer is a the large ena- the lodge rather mm. lodge enameled casserole, which is amazing. I've used one before. I have two. Oh wow! Okay. So that I can have one that's soaking from the night before if I Correct. need to. But these are hand wash. You do not put these in. The no, dishwasher. no. Don't Period put them in exclamation the point. No. But I mean, and that's true with any cast iron. Um, so I always have hand wash, mm-hmm. at least one hand wash item because, you know, I'm not going to put my enameled cookware. No. Um, and even the, the lodge is the, the least expensive of the, um, if I, you know, well, it's still like 60, 70 bucks for one of those $90 for that one. Yeah. That's, they're not a joke. Yeah. But I mean, it's still less than the, uh, um, like if what I really want is I want the the Le Creuset. Le Creuset, yeah. Mm-hmm. Le Creuset, yeah. But these are like their fry pan is $130 right. to $250, right. depending on the size. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. And like the eight quart yeah. Le Creuset is like 500 some odd dollars. Like yeah. nobody has that kind of money bumping around. Although if they, they I, I just saw something, hold on, at Tanager Outlet. What, what is there? So, and I'm going to be near a Tanager Outlet in... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, in in January, and it's right there by Magfest. So maybe I need to spend some time on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so save yes. yourself enough time to just mooch around the outlets for a bit. Um, but yeah, so like this is when anyway. you start washing your larger dishes and get them out of the way. Then again, this is what works for me. Then do your cookware because these are the ones that had to soak the longest. They're the ones who have yes. a little bit of oh, that yeah. burnt on shit. The rest of it. Um, 
so like get that done. You're mixing bowls that you didn't already clean while you were cooking. I'm not going to shame you for not doing it because sometimes things are a little hectic and you forgot to do it and it's, you know, now dry oh, yeah. dressing, but whatever, it's fine. Do your, do your larger, uh, your, your cookware. Then once your dishes are done and I say to do this now, because um, I have found that if I put the dishes away after I scrub my floors, um, I feel like the floors aren't clean because it seems to disrupt something. And then now my yeah, retentive yeah, yeah, for yeah. cleanliness is, is fucked. So put away the dishes first. (laughs) (laughs) Then, um, and this is mainly for like when you've had a large party of a lot of people over, wipe down all your top surfaces, your dining table, your coffee table, your side tables, Mm -hmm. because somebody set down their drink and there's a sticky little ring of like sugary God knows what on there. Um, Wipe down your countertops, wipe down your chairs. I'm not even fucking kidding because like you will be surprised how much food ended up on your chair that you never noticed was there until you start wiping it down. And you're like, oh, this is disgusting. Um, Body sweat, all kinds of stuff ends up on there. And after like a big event where people got, you know, let's be honest, the meat sweats after eating three pounds of turkey and the rest of it and a ham. Um, Oh man, that must've been an experience for you, right? (laughs) Well, it was vegan, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Right. But like you've eaten like this heavy, heavy protein, heavy, like starch, heavy food, and you're a little raunchy afterwards and you know you need a bit of a shower like just wipe down the chairs it's fine um and also like with uh nico he has allergies so like we had a couple of people bring their dog over and so like we need to you know make sure that all that hair is gone over all the surfaces that it ended up on so like everything needs a wipe down then once that's done that's when you move on to your um your uh uh what do you call um your, your table linens. So like all your, um, I need to change this. This is not a dishwasher. This is a washing machine. I, I mislabeled it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. that's fine. Uh, yeah. So if you have a washing machine, this is a good time to launder your table linens, your tablecloths, your cloth napkins. If you use them, your dish towels, your dish rags, your cleaning rags, any of the pillowcases that you have on your throw pillows, take them off, shove them in that same laundry, the thing. Um, yep. and, and just let it go while you're doing your other tasks, because this is something that you can just get out of your way. And it's nice to have nice things and it's nice to have them clean because all this time you've been using your kitchen towels and your dish rags and whatever else to clean off all the surfaces of everything now they're all disgusting and dirty so like what i will do and it's i'm not proud of it but when i'm just in cleaning frenzy i'll just like wipe down the surface um and then throw the rag like on a pile in the floor so that i'm not like confusing the clean rags with the dirty rags so I don't try to clean something with a dirty dish towel. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I want to keep my surfaces clean. So like, once I've sprayed the disinfectant down on everything, um, it's not so much an issue for me because we don't use meat um, in our house. So like, but if you do use meat, you want to sanitize your surfaces. So like, you spray that Lysol or, or bleach or whatever else you do, and then clean, 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 and then just drop it on the floor because that's going straight in the laundry. It's not you're not hand washing that shit. Um, Oop. So then once all those surfaces are done and you've piled up all this other crap to wash, shove it in the washing machine. Once that's done, now your surfaces are clean. Now your floor is disgusting. So now is when you run the vacuum or, um, you know, uh, use a broom or whatever else to get all the bits off the ground. Because 
I was um, with someone who thought that mopping will do everything. So he tried to mop without it, sweeping no. first. And what ended up happening is that the mop water got so dirty so quickly that you had to change out the water so many times that you're just creating more work for yourself. And the mop can't pick up chunkies. It can only pick up like fine particles of dust. So that's why you want to go through and, and clear off the floors of any big pieces. Um, I have hard floors everywhere. I don't have carpet, but I do use the vacuum because in my oh, opinion, yeah. it's a much more efficient way of getting the dust off the floor than by running around with a broom. Broom I use for spot cleaning. Like if I drop something that I just need to get off the floor real quick, or like if I break the glass or something like that, then I'll use the broom. But if it's just mass cleaning of the entire space and Kev, um, at the end of the call, I'll take you on a tour because you'll you'll understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're dealing with like big big spaces and especially when you're trying to get underneath um, your your uh, dining table and underneath the couches and you want like if you're running around with a broom it's going to take you such a long time to do um, bonus points if you have pets and their hair gets everywhere it's just like oh, it's going to fog up your I broom know. the vacuum does a better job get one of those pet cleaning vacuums and like go to town then um, mop and mop well. So what I mean by mop well is like you're going to have grease on your floor. You're going to have um, sugar on your floor from like baking or like people spilled their their wine or their drinks. Oh, yeah. So you want to run um, one round of mopping with soap in there. Um, you don't necessarily have to buy the fancy mop soap. What you can do is I think it's... Um, one part of Dawn dishwashing liquid to three parts of vinegar um, to like uh, four parts of water. And then you mix it in like a little uh, yeah. jar or something like that. And then for like two gallons of mop water, um, I think like a quarter cup of that solution is more than enough to get your floors clean because it will take off the vinegar will help and the Dawn will help cut through the grease. Um, and, and the water and the mop water will help like absorb it all. So like you want to do once with the soap and the vinegar and everything else. And then you want to do with clean water the second time around and just give it a once over. Um, and then if you're extra like me, you go over everything with a dry wrap <laughs> to a nice shine. Um, but you don't have to do that. You can let it air dry. It's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then once that's done, um, this is when I go through and I give all the glass surfaces a once over. So like my mirrors, my, um, glass shower doors, the, uh, sliding glass door that goes out into the backyard because like people's fingerprints get all over it. And if you have kids, they're going to oh, like press their face yeah. against it while you're going out and having a fucking cigarette. And that, so now you have fingerprints and like nose stains and like mouth stains and all kinds of shit on there. You just want it gone. And yes, if I'm honest, I'm not even done with my own Thanksgiving cleaning. I haven't even gotten to the end of this list yet. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got and a there's... full-time job. Like as soon as Thanksgiving was one, done, I ran straight into work again. And, you know, because people were over that entire weekend, like the last person left on Sunday. And this is where I, I like to recommend or often recommend the Fly Lady. Mm -hmm. um, because the Fly Lady has this whole breakdown of here is how to... Now, this is, of course you know, uh, here's how to keep your house clean one zone at a time for Correct. it. It is, it is very, you know, designed around the, it is very, uh, woman centric mm -hmm. for whatever meaning of woman you choose to. Sure. Yeah. Um, but her, 
her plan, it never clicked with me, but it, it works really like if it clicks, then it gives you pretty much that entire plan of here's how to keep your house clean right. one zone at a time, one day Correct. a week without Correct. stressing over it. Correct. Um, and then it's just triage for things like, yeah. Right. Spot cleaning. Like it's like Spot cleaning. Yeah. stupid dumb shits that happen. But like the reason, and that, that actually goes into that next point of like, ask for the help when you need it and pay for the yep. help if you can afford it. Because yep. a, a big cleaning job like that is very daunting. And like having to go through all of that by yourself is, is exhausting. Like you will be tired by the end of it. And I can guarantee you that. Oh yeah. Which also goes to that final point. This is not a sprint. It is a marathon. It's going to take time. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. There's a lot of cleanup to do, especially when you have a large event with a lot of people coming over. You cannot get it all done in one sitting. You can try. Um, and if you succeed, then I have mad respect for you. I think that's wonderful if you can do it. I can't do it. And I'm a very clean, tidy person. I like to keep things clean. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't even done it yet. And we're on December 4th right now. Thanksgiving was like a couple of weeks ago. Like it was a, a week, week ago. ago, a week ago. It was a week ago. Don't, don't beat yourself up because it's only been right. But yeah, yeah. Like because you're settling in for the long haul, this is the time when you throw on that audiobook or that really long podcast yeah. or throw on a cheesy Christmas movie or something. And like, cause they have all those stupid Hallmark movies that have predictable plots. Um, you know, oh, pour yeah. yourself a glass of wine, have a cup of coffee, have some tea, do something where it's like, understand that you're in this for the long haul and it's going to take a lot of time, which means, like you said, don't beat yourself up. Give yourself a lot of grace. Give yourself a lot of patience. Understand that, like, you're not getting this done in one sitting. It, yeah, realistically, yeah. one person is not going to be able to clean up after 15 people have come to their house and eaten for four days straight. <laughs> your dishes may be clean, but like everything else is going to take some fucking time and it's, and it's yeah. perfectly fine. And so if you can afford the help, they can get it done in one sitting. They can come through with their team of people, run through your house, get it all picked up and everything's back to sparkling squeaky clean like you wanted it. Um, but not everybody has that kind of budget. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why the other reason that I really did want to talk about, um, cleaning, um, there's a subreddit called child of hoarders where, um, people who grew up in hoarding families, uh, share their stories. They share their frustrations. Some people are still living in the hoarding family and they can't escape it because they don't have the funds to do it or they're too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, it's a place where people can sort of like connect with other people who have that same shared trauma and then either vent or get advice. A lot of the posts that I see on there is because I grew up in a situation where my house life was so chaotic, I don't know how to approach cleaning. I don't know right. how to start. I don't know how to set up my life in such a way that can be conducive to cleaning. And so that's why I wanted to go the op order of operations. But the rest of this document, we're going to deep dive into like really how cleaning works so that you're a little bit more confident when you're going out there. First off, feeling like I'm doing this by myself. It's a lot of work. I know I'm not going to get it all done all at once. We're here to cheer you on and say, yes, you're not going to get it done all at once. But like, I didn't realize that I was not the only person who had to teach myself these cleaning habits. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
I learned by doing and trial and error and fucking up and making mistakes and having a filthy house and then not having a filthy house and then going to the other extreme where it was like nobody wanted to come over because I was so extreme about like everything has to be put away immediately and this and that and the third. So like you have to find that happy medium where like your home is clean and healthy and not attracting rodents and and vermin and things like that that are going to cause health issues for you but not to the point where like nobody wants to come over because they're scared of sitting on your couch because oh i just shampooed the rug and you know don't come in my house you're dirty (laughs) you know what i mean like you have to find some kind of happy medium so that that's that's what this whole system is about um, and that's why I put down the order of operations because like, just like with cooking, if someone doesn't understand, this is how it has worked for someone who's done this before, they're right. going to feel overwhelmed and think, oh shit, my floor is so dirty. Let me start vacuuming. They start vacuuming. And they're like, oh fuck, there's now I have to clean the counters. They clean the counters. All this crap gets back on their floor and now they're frustrated and they're like, Jesus, I feel like I'm started cleaning yeah. and I can never get to the end of it. Yep. Do you, have, do you see that. any? And I, I realize this is a dangerous thing to ask. Uh-huh. You have hardwood, uh-huh. and you don't have pets. No. Do you see any value in something like a Roomba? Yes, absolutely. It's on my Christmas list. Um, there's okay. um, one from the Shark brand where it self empties, and you have to empty out the big canister once every month. Pretty much all of them are like that these days, yeah. Now, yeah. but like the one that I have, the canister is so small that um, oh, it okay. can't get more than like past my dining table. It can't even pass my dining table before the canister's full. And then now I have to go empty it out, which defeats the purpose of a robot vacuum in the first place. Um, yeah, that's fair, yeah. And the space is so big that it runs out of battery before it's even half done with just the dining area, not even the living dining room combined. It's a big, so, big yeah. space. Now I'm now I'm thinking, so, yes, I, I if I get one of these, maybe there are fewer things to clean up. Yes. And and yes. when when I had the smaller apartment, I was able to run the robot vacuum twice a day because it, it can schedule itself and then go back in its charging dock. But the apartment was fucking five hundred square feet. Um that's not that's not going to kill the battery or overstuff the canister and then because it's running twice a day i you know i would empty out the canister when i get home and then i'd go to sleep and then it would run itself and clean up after me while i'm sleeping and it was fucking glorious but in a bigger space you don't have that option and the other issue is that it has a thing that will prevent it from falling off the stairs but only the one um yeah there's multiple zones in my apartment where i don't want the vacuum to go because either it's going to get stuck or it's going to fall off the stairs and so like i have to now watch it while it's vacuuming (laughs) well i'm I'm, defeats the purpose i'm just thinking one for downstairs here because that's where most of the dirt ends up Right, right, right. At least so, in our house. So yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is extremely, extremely useful to have one because you can set the schedule. It'll do its own thing. It'll dump its load into the canister. You empty out that canister once a month. And then you, they even have ones that you want empty out every two months um, where it's got a 60-day capacity in there. They even have ones that are pet-specific um, where it's meant to take up the hairs. So like, trust me, it is on the Christmas list. <laughs> I want it. Um, as soon as we come up with the 500 some odd dollars that it's going to fucking cost, we're going to get it because they are 
expensive, but it takes off such a huge workload when you have that maintenance going all the time. Um, so yes, I 100,000% recommend them. Um, if, if you have the funds for it, it's, it's, you don't have to buy the full on $500 version. They, they have ones for like $250. Um, all the time they come on sale, like just keep an eye out, track yeah, them, I'm... get them when you can afford it and use it. Yeah, I'm I'm already looking at like like yeah, uh oh, I can get one used for like half the price. Yes. What? Or like the open you know. box deals or whatever. Yeah, oh god. Yeah, that's where I got my watch. It was They're through so an cheaper. Amazon. Yeah, my Apple Watch was through the Amazon refurbished, right? Mm-hmm. Because they do all the work and like that's been what, 2, 3 years now. And it's so, working just fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to upgrade just because uh, functionality probably sure. next year, but sure. still same thing, right? But then you uh, can get the open box then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, let's just hit this list and go point by point. Top yep. to bottom. Top to bottom. Yep. So, first and foremost, um, much like with cooking, everything needs to have a home. Um, and what that means is that, and, and we talked about this before, if an object doesn't have a place that it always goes back to, it's going to end up in a random space. And then either you won't be able to find it or it's going to look cluttered. Um, if yes. that thing always returns back to that spot where it belongs, you you end up having a lot more organized and clean looking space. And the other part of that is that you need to be a fucking asshole about it. And like that has to go back where it came from. I can't have my blender jar showing up in um, the Tupperware cabinet. That's not acceptable. The blender jar has to go with the blender. They have to live together. That's where they live. That's their home. Because it goes from, oh, I'll just put it down here once to you'll never find it again when you're looking for it. Or it lives here now. Right, which you may not Mm -hmm. necessarily want. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be rigid with where it lives. If you find yourself using something and placing it in a different spot from what you had originally planned over and over again, okay, maybe now this is where this lives. Because over time, you've realized with how you're using the space and the rest of it, it makes more sense for this thing to live here. Cool, that's fine. But at least designate that to be the space for it so that it's not random and so that it always goes back there. If yeah. you if you don't have homes for your things, they will wind up in the wrong place. And it'll end up costing you time and money for no reason. Oh, yeah. Because now you can't find it. And because you can't find it, you're going to be like, shit, now I need to replace this because I don't know what I have. And it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, 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 and that's why I need to spend time in my junk drawers because it's like, yes, things live here, but now they're literally junk drawers and I can't find anything in them. Correct. And, and that's also why, you know, I, I really have this need to declutter because like, if I have trouble finding things when it's staring at me straight in the drawer, then that's a problem. There's too many things in that drawer and there's too much visual clutter. So like if I can't mentally organize what's there in front of me, there's too much in front of me and there's too much living there right now. So either I don't need quite as many of the things that I have, or I need to find a better way of storing them. Right. 
but either way, um, this this is how it works for my office space. Um, I uh, the 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 tea kettle always goes back in its spot. My coffee mug always goes back in its spot when I'm done with it, and and it's like it's just like a mental exercise that you need to get yourself into where like things live here. If you mm-hmm. have the money to do it, and or if you have the freedom to do it, and you don't like hate the look. I would even suggest going so far as to label where things go. Um, right. They sell um, removable labels um, for the label machines so that if you're scared of like messing up the walls or, or your cabinetry or whatever, you don't want to peel off the shitty veneer that, you know, is on your $5 cabinets and your landlord is going to give you shit for it. They do sell removable labels. Barring that, um, you can also use, um, I know it doesn't look as nice, but like you can use like the masking tape and then just write on what that, what it is that goes there because then the rest of your family, um, knows where these things go. If somebody comes over to help you out, they know where the things go because everything's labeled, you know where it goes. And if you don't want the label showing on the outside of your cabinet, the middle dividers between your cabinets, just label that piece and then it gets hidden when you shut the door. Um, yeah. I mean, even even if you look here, I don't know if you can see it, mm-hmm. but you see those storage yes. containers yes. that I have all there? Every last one of those is labeled so yes. that when I need something in that particular group, I can just grab the box. And then the box for the label maker doesn't fit up there because I need to clean, I need to move some books around. But you can see, yeah. please don't don't judge me when you see like the, the, the space over there, but like the label maker box is on top of my go board, but yeah, right. um, because, because I can't, I need it so often, but it doesn't fit on the shelf anymore because Which part of my so Bible irritating. collection is in the way. Yeah. Right. Well, I need, I need more, I need another set of shelves to finish up the Bible collection because the mm-hmm. shelf I've got it on now is over a door and mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I don't ask how or why I ended up with literally a collection of Bibles. Oh my God, he has. Yes. Wow. So, okay. yeah. Um, so translation, yeah, if you need me to look up a translation, I if I don't have it easily on hand, right. like one of, one of those is like a German edition Lutheran illustrated Bible. Oh, wow. Okay. From, yeah, from Pennsylvania Dutch company, country. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, this is but the song of your people. You're Lutheran. This is what you do. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lapsed now. It's mostly just uh, casserole and coffee and cookies. Sure. So, sure. yeah, but... Um, uh, oh, and jello mold. Have to have jello molds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but, yeah, but the, the labeling is, is really, like... I hadn't been doing it, and so when I broke down, at least in my office, for, those, for the, air, the places I've been able to do that for now mm-hmm. like one of those is labeled magfest and i just grab that one throw it in my bag when or my car when it's time to go to magfest um and then job I, done. job done and then when i come home i can just put it away and it's not Correct. like um i'm digging around trying to find where's all the stuff i set aside for magfest or where's all the stuff i right. set aside for dorsi thing or right. you know this event or that event i have like the things that are event specific they're in event specific containers Everything has a home. Yes. And when I'm cleaning up, everything should have a home. Um, I know what the home is in my cabinets. Right. But I had somebody use my kitchen to bake bread a couple years Mm. ago. Mm -hmm. And 
he put things away. Crimson, I'm talking about you, and you can yell now. Um, I'm never going to let this go. When he put things away, he put them where he thought they belonged, where it made more sense to him. Right, right. Which was great until I went looking for something and couldn't right. just reach and grab it. Right. So yeah, yeah. No. But if there's no space, he's gonna yell that. at me about this. He's oh. gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be on Slack or as soon as he hears it, he's gonna be a Slack or I'm gonna get a text. You like, right about <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. When are you going to let that go? Um. Never, never. Um, but if you have it labeled, um, then it would make a yeah. lot more sense for somebody else who's using your space to put things yep. back. So I, um, when when Thanksgiving happened, um, uh, my friend Daniel's sister also came with with her boyfriend. Um, he makes uh, uh, this German dessert called Kuchen. Oh my God, it's so good. He managed to veganize it, which is amazing. Um, but he was like, I need to know where everything is because this is a several hours process because the dough has to rise. So yep. I took him through and I was like, here is the baking shelf. Here's the flour, the sugar, the leavenings, the whatever. Yeast goes in the freezer in this mason jar over here. Um, anything else you need? He's like, I can I can take it from there. And I was like, perfect. Then we're good. Then we're good. Um it, it, P.S. The cooking came out amazing. It was really, really good. Um, yeah. Ooh, and, and it's a use for eggs. It occurs to me. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Time to knock off some cooking. So yep. because I had that same shelf that all the baking goods go on, because I have the luxury of space now that I can put all those baking goods in one shelf, he was right. able to very quickly access what he needed and then put it all back where it belongs. And then when the next person went to do their round of baking, so when Nico went to make his bread, he made um, this Hungarian potato bread with caraway seeds. It was oh, so amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't do bread for shit. He's a very talented bread baker. So like when when he was like, what can I make? I was like, make that fucking bread, please. So <laughs> when he went to make it, he was able to find exactly where everything was because it always right. lives there. That's where it, it hadn't moved. Back. Yeah. Correct. It hadn't moved. And, and he knew like, uh, he was like, all right, this is where it goes. So he went and dumped it right back in that spot. Everything was great. Um, it, it just keeps things. And then when you're done cleaning, now you know where to put everything back because that's the yes. other part is that there is a lot of time wasted with, all right, now what do I do with it? And yeah. this is, this is something that I'm addressing to myself as well. When something new comes into the home, that thing needs to find a home period. Yes. Whatever that thing is and wherever that home is, that's, it needs to find one. Otherwise, the groceries don't get put away. They sit on your countertop and, and you'll see because that's there's a couple of things that need a home that are sitting on my countertop and it's driving me bonkers. But you'll, you'll see. Um, yeah. if, if you don't have designated places for your food, your long term food storage, your short term food storage, your, your perishables, your frozens or whatever, if they don't have spaces to go, they're just going to wind up cluttering up all the other livable space that you have. Yes. So, oh, why, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a little bit of like, you know, ounce of prevention, pound of cure sort of thing where like mm -hmm. start off with a mindset of I need to know where everything goes before I even started cooking, to be honest. But, you know, now that you're here and you're doing a cleanup, this might be a really good time to designate places for things to go, whatever that right. looks like for you. So I realized that I don't like the sight of a drying rack sitting on my counter. Um because 
it's it doesn't get cleaned as often as I would like it. And that puddle of water that ends up on the bottom ends up getting mold and then it's gross and I don't like it. So like I right. have never owned a drying rack because for me, as soon as the dishes are washed, they need to go to a space where I'm going to look at them drying until they get put away. So I won't get any other cooking done until those dishes are put away, period. Like they are going to sit up in my grill until they get <laughs> So that works for me because then I can't ignore it sitting quietly in the dish drying rack. And then the dish drying rack now becomes the designated place, which every house that I've seen with the dish drying rack, that's what ends up happening is that the dish drying rack becomes the place where the dishes go. <laughs> well, my solution to that is um, one, the dish drying rack, because we have kind of limited, um, limited space on the counters. Yes. Is when the dish drying rack is done, the dish drying rack has its own place to live. Right. It goes somewhere um, else. Yeah. Or, or in mom's case, she has two sinks. And so mm-hmm. one the, the place where the dish drying rack lives is like in that second sink. In that second sink. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's, you know, I can't do that because do that part either. of me is like I have to have clean sinks. Correct. I can't even start cooking until I've taken care of the dirty dishes and cleaned the sink right. so that I have an empty sink. And the little sink so, strainer is empty and there's not yep. crap in there anymore. Correct. Yep. Because I'm not about to have backwash into my pasta water when I'm draining it in the colander. We're not doing this. Right. Or <laughs> you know, any of the any of the rest. Yeah. Right. So, but yes, that's why I'm saying like, for me, it doesn't work to have a dish drying rack because it just, every time I've had one, um, it's, it's always ended up that the dishes just live there. And I don't like that. I would rather have the dishes put away in the cabinets. I don't have to look at them, um, and then have my counters like cleared of all the shit on it. Um, what lives on the counter is the blender, the, um, toaster oven slash air fryer slash it's a combination machine. Um, and the cookie jar because I make cookies and Nico likes to eat fresh baked cookies. So I mean, we have a cookie jar for that reason. <laughs> fresh, fresh based baked cookies where, you know, uh, you know, um, do you have an order that you have to, or, or do you have a recommended order for unloading the dishwasher? Yes. So what I will tend to do, again, just like with the cleaning of the dishes, I'll go in order of smallest to biggest, um, just because um, what I find is that that topmost rack with the cutlery always tends to be dry versus the bottom rack tends to have a little bit of water collected in those little divots on the bottom of whatever dish you you happen to put there. So I'll throw that water off first and leave the entire thing open and like pull out the trays and let them hang. And then I'll unload right. all the cutlery, put that all away, and then I'll unload all the dry, dry dishes, the ones that are bone dry, and put those away. Then anything that's wet, I'll give it a once-over with like a dry dishcloth or something and then put them away last. Um, because then that way I'm not disturbing the piece too much, so to speak. Um, if I, uh, What I've seen a lot of people do is that they'll invert the little divot over the dishwasher and wet the dry dishes underneath it. And it just makes me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So what I, what I prefer to do is I'll pull out the one tray, like the top tray, anything that's wet gets dumped into the sink um, so that I'm not dripping wet onto my dry dishes. And then I'll pull out the bottom tray, push this one in, do the same. Cause you know how your dish dry, the dishwasher has just spent all this time drying your dishes. 
Oh, yeah. Why for are you going to wet them again and create more work for yourself? Right. Right. Um, so actually, technically, it looks like yeah. what I do is that I take out the wet dishes first, invert them onto the sink, set them aside, and then unload the cutlery, then unload the dry, put them away, and then just hit the last ones with the um, drying cloth and then put them away. And then usually, like, the I, last couple yeah. things, it's not that many. I I start from the bottom mm -hmm. because invariably I have a glass yeah. that has like a, a a concave bottom yep. that has water. Like coffee mugs are the worst for that. So I start Correct. at the bottom, take everything out so that when I'm moving that mug, I don't it get doesn't the, splash. It doesn't splash. Correct. So I, I go and it drives me crazy when someone starts in the middle and yeah. then you're watching that splash happen and it's just like but you're putting what is potentially dirty water on top of clean yeah clean dishes, mm -hmm. that clean yeah. sterilized beautiful dishes and now i mean was... theoretically that water is about as sterile as you're going to get yeah. at that point yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. Hot. still yeah no Although so we like... also have heat dry on the dishwasher this dishwasher so that has reduced significantly um, i do tend to not use the heat dry too terribly much if i'm mm -hmm. loading plastic into there just because i've had too many plastics just shrink into warped i have yeah no i have so few plastics it's all glass ceramic mm -hmm. or um or cast iron these or, or steel of some sort these right. days that it's not a big deal for us right um but that's because most of my reusable things like you talk we're going to talk a little bit about deli tainers yeah um which for the large like when i do my weekly salad build in you know when we're off this call um mm. they would be perfect except in my case i use pyrex dishes oh okay lids, okay so that like I'm just reusing that same set of four over and over, and I don't have to Correct. worry about replacing them. Correct. Right? Until the plastic lids give in. So, <laughs> and I'll just buy lids. And, right. 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 Yeah. Make your life easier. But yeah, no, oh, yeah. like I'll, I'll tend to um, uh, do like a load of plates and whatever else. And, and usually um, I'm pretty careful about keeping the rinse agent topped off. Yes. Um, and I'll usually run the dishes before I go to sleep at night. And there's a feature on my dishwasher called night dry, where I oh. think it uses like very, very low heat. And then it dries overnight so that by the time you open it in the morning, everything's nice and dry. Um, but if you're running quick cycles, like you're going to have wet and there's, there's nothing to be done. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but yes. So yes. Keep, keep homes for everything. Have homes for everything. Second major point was as much as possible yeah. clean as you go along. Yes. We talked about oh, this yes. during cleaning, uh, sorry, cooking organization, but I'm going to re-mention mm -hmm. it during cleaning organization. Like as much as possible, if there is no use for that dish anymore, it should be washed and put away so that it's just not sitting there taking up space that mm -hmm. you don't need to be wasting on it anymore. Um, the and I'm a big, big proponent of if I'm cooking something and I have a resting period in between, yeah. like, you know, that's when I'll do the cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, drives me crazy when someone uses my kitchen and I come back and there is a pile of all the dishes used to cook, Correct. all the dishes used to prepare, all of that stuff. And now it's instead of little jobs on the way, it's, you know, it's now a big job instead of, you know, and I'd rather just have what's left be the things that have to must be hand washed. Everything Correct. else gets taken care of as I go. Right, right. Like, yeah. 
you 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 don't really want your cast iron soaking, but like you know, right? Um, no, but like clean as much as you can as you go along, just to get it out yep. of the way. Um, this goes. This is not just for cooking. It's also for when you're doing crafting, when you're doing sewing, when you're mm-hmm. doing any kind of project. If you clean up your messes as you make them, the only exception I would say is the floors because you're there's no point in like sweeping up every little thing that you drop on the floor unless it's going to be, you know, annoying on your feet or something like that, or like it's glass or it's dangerous. But like, you know, like we mentioned, do the floors last after everything is done, you know, do, do a once over, but like your, your surfaces, your, um, your stove, your, your dishes, start getting them out of your way um, as and when you can. This goes yep. double for um, if you're, if you're having somebody come over to visit, um, even if it's not a multi-course meal, they're just coming over for some snacks and you know a couple of drinks. I find that it helps me if the dishwasher is empty before they enter the front door, because then as the dirty dishes accumulate, I can just start loading up the dishwasher again. Yep. And I don't now have to wait for them to leave um, to do that job. So rather than shoving it in the sink, I can just put it straight in the dishwasher because the dishwasher is nice and empty. I didn't have to, you know, go through that whole step of emptying, putting away, stressing myself out for no reason. So like before somebody will come over that morning of, I'll make sure my dishwasher is empty. The sink is clean. The counters are empty, that there's nothing lying around in wait for me to irritate me while I'm trying to get my shit done. Um, Because if you do have a full dishwasher, now you're going to have a pile of dishes sitting in your sink when someone leaves. If you've had an empty dishwasher and you've loaded it as you go along, now you can run the stupid thing as they're walking out the door. Yeah. A couple of hours, ta-da, clean dishes. Like this has helped me so many times um, when people have, and so like when I had to hand wash all my dishes because I didn't have a dishwasher, same thing, empty sink, no drying dishes lying around. Everything's already put away. So like when I need to clean the dishes, they're happening right now and we're done. And then we don't have to move crap out of the way. Other thing is, is like if you're if you're making a speci- especially large meal for a large group of people, you really don't want stuff piling up. This is, you know, of course, it, oh. it, there's nothing to be done for the serving. Yeah, yeah. Like, any of the cookware that you're done with, you really don't want it sitting there waiting for you to come back to it. Like once you've cleared the parchment paper off the baking sheet, just give it a quick rinse with some soap and water and put it up to dry somewhere and just get it out of your face. It doesn't need to sit there waiting for when you're doing like the really dirty dishes, the really heavy duty cleaning jobs that you're going to have to take out the steel wool to like give it a good scrub. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so like, that's why I'm saying like, it's not just clean as you go. It's also like clean the quick stuff. You know, the one that's going to just take a quick rinse underwater. Don't let it sit there. Just get it out of your way so that when, when it comes time to do the big, you know, dishes at the end of the night, those stupid dumb things aren't, you know, staring you in the face. Sitting, Yeah. Sitting there like now you've got this big job again. Correct. And, yeah. and, and now you need to go through and figure out like order of operations all over again, because it's like, fuck, like, this is going to take me three seconds to clean. So why don't I just do that first? And then it's like, everything goes bananas for no reason. Like just set yourself up for success. Just clean as you go along and, and just keep it in the back of your mind. What can I clean that nobody's using? If you notice in restaurants, um, as, and when you finish your, your food, the waiters will come clear those table, the tables, the plates away as soon as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. 
not only because they're trying to not have those uh, dishes sit there with, um, you know, food stuck on them. And then like they, then the dish boy really has to give it a good, you know, hit with the dishwasher. But they also want to clean as they go along. They don't want the dish pit to be having a giant pile of dishes at the end of the night after everybody's gone home. And now they're stuck there for another two, three hours cleaning dishes. They want to give the dish pit dishes as the night goes on. So is that when it comes time to close, he's only got like the last round of dishes to do. Yeah. I, I use he, which is sexist. I shouldn't, but like. Every... Well, I was going to say, I, I watch it happen at, um, at the Waffle House. Uh-huh. Because like, yeah, the dish pit, well, the dish pit and the dishwashing happens right there. Right. Like, you know, so you can like, you watch them. There's a constant clean as you go from the yes. grill to the pans Mm -hmm. to the waffle makers to individual dishes because if you don't like there's no space in a waffle house for it to build up no and they don't have a million staff they have like a cook they have like a wait person and then they have like maybe one person helping out with dishes if it's especially busy but otherwise everybody's doing their own shit so like it's almost like an assembly line if you think about it Mm -hmm. where it's like the dishes have gone out to the table. They have finished being used. Let's get them off the table and into the cleaning space and mm-hmm. then clean and get them out of the way. And this also goes triple for like, if you're only using China plates or not China plates, but like, you know, ceramic plates or stainless steel plates yeah. and you want to reuse plates for dessert. Like if you have them sat there until the last minute, guess what? You're going to have to break out the paper plates because they're not clean right now. So like if you clean as soon as they're done eating with them, next round is ready to roll it's it's fine like you don't need to have 30 sets of dishes and that is actually point four on Mm. the list yeah (laughs) don't be afraid to use paper plates for dessert right don't no yeah um we got to the point where like because thanksgiving meals are so elaborate what i did for thanksgiving was rather than having it happen early in the afternoon i wanted it to be happening in the evening yep so i said dinner starts at six um so show up when you can um you know but like because a lot of the people that were coming over also have full-time jobs so they can't take off the day before to do whatever cooking they're doing they're gonna have to do the cooking on the day of so i'm like rather than you know try to rush you so that you get here because like most people that i know have thanksgiving dinner at like two o'clock in the afternoon um yeah not us two three o'clock and i'm like I want to be noshing all day at two and three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. No, I don't want to be having my full on dinner and then go pass out in a coma by six. Like I want to have dinner dinner at six, like like a normal time. Um, And what that did is that by the time everybody gathered and the food was done, it was like six 30 or so we started eating at six 30. Everything was Mm -hmm. done by like eight 39 ish. And then that's when we could start doing the dishes um but like by nine o'clock everyone's either wrapping up to go home or go to sleep you know because they've been drinking since two so like they (laughs) (laughs) so um we didn't have time to run the dishwasher and get clean plates so we were like fuck it pumpkin pie is going on a paper towel let's go like yeah here's some bounty figure it out it's fine um so we we did, you know, like I said, don't be afraid to use them if that's what it's come down to. But like if we had planned a little bit better and cleared off the dirty dishes as soon as they were done, rather than like sitting around and chatting for, you know, a good half hour, um, we would have been able to get the next 
round going well before dessert was ready and we would have been fine, but we didn't. So like if paper is what you've got left, paper is what you've got left. And, you know, just order yeah. those small little mini guys and you have fewer dishes to run to your dishwasher. I mean, we were almost at the, we probably should use paper for everything this year because um, I don't know how much you followed on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I don't do Twitter. Yeah. Mom and dad lost. We, first off, um, mom and dad had Thanksgiving thrust upon them mm. because the people who would normally host got sick. Oh, no. Not the COVID, but, right. you know, um, so that was nice. But suddenly mom and dad are hosting Thanksgiving. Mm. Um and then just as we're loading up to leave, I get like a phone call. Hey, uh, we just lost power. Can you bring your generator? Oh, no. And Yeah. And they're like, hey, what are we? And and dad's like, I, I don't know what we're, you know, it has to power the because the, we have mm. like uh, they have like a specific roaster thing that the turkey usually goes in. Yeah. And dad's like, I don't know. Will it power this? And do we have enough? cords and i'm like you have a grill put the turkey uh, yeah put the turkey in the grill and let it bake that way it, it is perfectly it's fine came out came out delicious and of course you know we get there we get the generator set up we get it started we get everything settled and boom the power comes right back on before we start plugging things in but you know there was almost that moment of all right, right. you know thinking through in my head how are we going to do this to not cause you know when the power comes back on in four mm. or five hours a whole lot of work right because you know like yeah okay there's a grill it has a a burner cooking is going cooking is something we can do on the grill it's fine sure it's fine i know how to this is this is in my wheelhouse <laughs> <laughs> you've been there right yeah if i can't cook without power why am i living out where i live sure. um you know, but also the, the, you know, the overhead, it's like, yes, when I am, when I, when I am not able to have as that backup of, you know, the dishwasher and mm -hmm. God, we're on a well running water, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, paper's fine. Disposable's fine. As a matter of yeah. fact, disposable is maybe preferable, especially if your heat, you know, paper burns and mm -hmm. provides heat, and you can use that to start the next fire or cook over sure. if you need to. Sure. <laughs> if, if it comes down to that, you'll be okay. Well, like, yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying is like, if you don't have a dishwasher and you're about to host 20 people in your house for Thanksgiving, fucking break out the paper plates and just call it a night because, like. Or, or the, the, the pretty but not very expensive, like crystal plastic sure you can get some really nice stuff right cheap and if it breaks who cares who cares just throw who it out cares? at the end of the yeah. night and the same like they even sell like plastic wine glasses um oh yeah with stems like if you want um like they they sell plastic pretty much everything or paper if you're against plastic which is fine yeah um but the point is is like if you don't have a dishwasher um, or your dishwasher is very small and not really up to the task of handling several loads of dishes, just use paper. It's, it's perfectly yeah. fine. Nobody's going to give a shit. It's like, they're not here for your fine China. They're here for your company. Like just yeah, do the thing. Um, the only reason we don't use, we didn't use paper is because we do have a really nice dishwasher that is big enough to handle everything. Like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we went to this Korean market because um, I got tired of like these rinky dink little tiny mixing bowls. 
Um, my friend came over and I was going to make potato salad. Uh, it was summer. She was helping us. Uh, Alexis, Alexis was helping us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alexis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and my mixing bowl was too small to make five pounds of potato salad at once, which is not acceptable because in the summer you want at least five pounds of potato salad because it's at least yes. Come on. So I was like, we're not playing this fucking game anymore. So we went to the Korean market and they have these kimchi bowls that they use to make kimchi in. Oh my God. And yes. they are massive. I'm making arms like your listeners can see, but yeah, they're huge, huge bowls meant to handle like six heads of, of Napa cabbage. And those fuckers are huge. Um, and I, and it cost me like six, $7 at the Korean market. I bought like a really big honkin one. And then one like slightly smaller one which is still like you know five gallons not five gallons i'm exaggerating but it's like a good like three four gallon size uh tub um the dishwasher will take both the big and small one it's a big dishwasher Uh, oh yeah so because the dishwasher is so big i was like i don't i'd rather use you know the 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 ceramic plates and the stainless steel plates then go down the road of paper because I already have it and I can run it through the dishwasher and it'll get clean and I'm done. Fine. Then I don't have to take out as much trash because that was the other issue is like when you have that many people, (laughs) you generate so much trash. Oh my God. Oh my God. Three garbage bags full and then two garbage bags full of recycling because we had, you know, set cans of soda and like, you know, wine bottles and liquor bottles and whatever else like all the rest yeah yeah stacks up um so like because i have the luxury of that really big ass dishwasher i was like i'm not buying paper i just want to use what i have um same thing with the napkins i i I use linen napkins because i have a i have a washing machine i can just shove it through there and it's done i don't want to use paper because you know generates trash blah 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 the whole environmental reasons yada 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 but like if you don't have the luxury of something like that then paper is fine it will do the job. Yep. Just get it. Um, other thing about like these disposable stuff is to get the deli tainers. Um, we've talked about them before. Oh yeah. Um, I'm bringing them up again because they are very, very, very useful to have. And and I bought, um, I think it was like a 48 pack of, um, <clears throat> of the 16 ounce deli tainer. So it's two cups um before thanksgiving um because i wanted to make sure people had stuff to take leftovers in and i wanted to make sure that my own leftovers could be put into the fridge as quickly as possible so the issue with using in my opinion regular um tupperware for your leftovers is that when people are helping you put stuff away they don't necessarily know where all the lids are what goes where what's going yeah. where Whereas if I can tell everyone, just put everything into deli tainers and then just grab what you want. And then what's and left go. of that, I'll shove it in my fridge. So don't yep. don't be shy. I have more people coming on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to cook again. So this is not a problem. Take as much as you fucking want. It's fine. <laughs> um, so when, when you're able to take like, all right, here's two deli tainers of chili. Here's like three deli tainers of mashed potatoes. Here's one of gravy. Let's go. It's, it's a lot more convenient than trying to say, all right, so this is what Dino wants to keep. And then I don't want to tap into that because what if yeah. you want, I don't give a shit. Like I can always keep <laughs> more food. So yeah, that's the, yeah. But I mean, uh, if you've made a large batch mm-hmm. of, I don't know, sure. um, vegan gravy, right. you know, you have you have the deli tainers for people to go with, and then right. maybe you have tomorrow night's batch ready to go. Tomorrow night's ready to so like yeah. 
what we it, the putting away of food went so fast because like now it was all hands on deck here's a stack of deli containers just shove everything into there and then we will figure it out so like that whole process barely took 10 minutes and then you know splitting it up amongst whoever came was like was mindlessly simple because it was all already packed up in those little deli containers. I had Ziploc baggies for the dry things like Brussels sprouts and, um, you know, the, 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 the roast, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. uh, whatever. So like Ziplocs and deli containers, like they're disposable. You don't care if someone never returns them They're there. And the other thing is, is that in your fridge, you will have those shorter shelves that only fit those short deli containers. They're not going to fit the big honk and Tupperware with all that, you know, Oh yeah. Wasted space. So like, first off, it's going to fit in your fridge easier. Secondly, the leftovers are going to be a lot easier to portion out because they're already there. They're all right in front of you. Everybody can just grab a couple and go on their merry way. Um, yeah. The other big, big thing is that it's a food safety issue because um, especially with oh. me, you don't want it to be hanging out in that danger zone of, um, I think it's between, what is it, 90 degrees and 140 degrees or something like that. Something like that, yeah. 140 is where things tend to be like... You want to go perfect. above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to be so careful with it, Correct. especially with poultry. And right. I'm going to say that poultry and pork are the two things that because food safety standards prior to the seventies and eighties were so off, everyone of my generation and older, our generation and older, when it comes to cooking meats overcooks their pork and their poultry to the point where it's dry. That's the whole thing about right. when you talk about dry Turkey or whatever, it's because people were trying to get to like the recommended safe quote unquote, safe temperature is also bone dry and chewy. Like, or rather, you cook until the center temperature is exactly that, and not and don't account not for carryover, carryover or yeah, or any of that. And so, yeah, that's one of the things I am like all about fixing. It's like when I'm making uh, korma, mm -hmm. right? And I use the simmer sauce because mm -hmm. I'm lazy and Store also don't, mm -hmm. don't know how to make it. Yeah, but they're like, yes, here, do this with the chicken until cooked and i'm like no if i do that until the chicken when it's cooked it's going to be it's gonna overcooked it's gonna be... by the time i put the sauce in right so it's like i cook it right up to the to about where where simmering for a half hour in the sauce mm -hmm. is going to add flavor but not dry it out completely mm -hmm. right you know and, and but that's that's the thing you don't want it in that zone and the other thing is with your tupperware versus your deli tainers which are completely disposable your tupperware you have to worry about scratches. Yeah. You have to worry about extra microbes. It's like, yeah, no. Stains. Um, stains. I don't mind stains. I don't give a crap about stains. Mm -hmm. But I do worry that, you know, maybe I haven't, the person who took it home doesn't scrub it enough. Correct. And now there's something in there that's going to cause them problems down the road. And right. it's going to be the fault of my Tupperware. Correct. Take the deli tainer, throw it away. When you're done. Yep. Um, yep. And with food safety, you want to get that food from its hot temperature that it was in the serving dish to yep. as close to room temperature as you can get it as fast as you can. So the yep. way to do that, so in the restaurant, what we had is these um, like two gallon um, service buckets that we would use to store food in the fridge. What you would do is that when you had like a vat of soup, you're making like 10 gallons of soup, you would put it into these smaller buckets 
and then put it into an ice bath and then stir it so that it comes down to temperature as quickly as possible so you can put the lid on and then shove it in the fridge. You yep. do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not want to take something that is hot and put it into your fridge or your freezer because now everything surrounding it is going to increase in temperature quite possibly living in that danger zone for a long time while the fridge now works overtime to try to bring everything back down to temperature. So always, 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 before you put anything in the fridge, you always want to make sure that you're bringing it back down to room temperature um, as quickly as possible. And with these deli tainers, because they're like, they're two cup increments, everything's going to come down to room temperature fairly quickly. Um, And because, you know, we're in the wintertime and it's cold out, like fucking, Lay them out uh, in your backyard, you know, with the lids on, of course, not... You know, yeah, of course, of course. The elements. Yeah. Uh, uh, like on a table or something in your backyard on, on like a, um, uh, what do you call, baking sheet or something like that, and just let them cool down very quickly because they will come down to temperature, then put them in the fridge. If you were to try to take the big Tupperware, yeah. it's going to take a very long time for that entire mass of food to come down to temperature fast enough that you're going to put it in your fridge. Because bear in mind, it's also been sat on your dining table for who knows how long. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's 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 in a good spot to go in the fridge after it's been on your dining room table. Sure, but you, you know these these things that are like take from oven and put in freezer. It's like no, 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 no. no, no. Make sure it comes down. Yeah, um, I did um, include a link to the USDA um, uh, mm-hmm. food safety guidelines for um, yep. hot foods, hot, cold foods, cold, because I think it is something that's very important to talk about at all times yep um speaking of korma kevin there is a book uh by madhu jaffrey called uh Uh invitation to indian cooking um where she actually specifically talks about how a lot of the indian recipes are built around the ingredients that are available to them uh so in the example of meat um you don't have a lot of like the animals that were raised in large scale farms where they're kind of yeah. just sitting around and eating all day, they're moving. So the meat tends to be tough. So like a lot of the Indian recipes call for you to cook something for a very long time because all the meat's tough, whether it's, you know, chicken breast or, you know, goat, like it's all going to be tough. So instead of, but that's how the Indian recipes are written. Yeah. So when the summer sauce says cook it until it's cooked, then add the sauce, then cook it for an additional hour. They're assuming that you're having the Indian meat that, you know, is that whole thing. Mother Jaffrey accounts for that and says, if you try to do that with the stuff that you can get in the UK and the US, you're going to obliterate it and it's going to fall apart into a mush and it's going to be gross. So she's like, here's the recipes based on what you can get in the West. Not what you can get yeah, so I'm looking at a bundle of an invitation to Indian cooking at mm-hmm. home with Madhur Jaffrey, simple delectable dishes from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. and Madhur Jaffrey's instant Indian cookbook, mm-hmm. uh, modern and classic recipes for the instant pot. I'm just going to buy all three. <laughs> <laughs> so like, invitation to Indian cooking is, again, like referencing back to Mastering the Art yeah. of French Cooking, is like for Indian food what Julia Child did for French food. So she basically explained... Yeah. Here's what the ingredient looks like in India. Here's how it behaves in India. You don't have that here because she lived in the UK for a very long time. And when she would go, there's a huge Indian population in the UK. It's not that there is. Oh, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. That's that's why they say that if you want the best, 
you want the best curries in the world, you go to the Japanese Navy because yes. they modeled everything off of the British Navy. Off the British. <laughs> second best. Well, because when they were rebuilding their Navy, they, they modeled it after the best Navy in the world right. at the time, which was the British. Right. And everything on the British and like, the, and they so, were influenced like, directly by the Indians who knew what yes, they were yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I love getting Indian food in Britain because yes. it's probably the only thing I can get that's as close to going to India without going to as, India. As close as you can get. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. But the thing is, is that she, when mm -hmm. she moved to the UK, uh, she, she was an actress um, for years. Apparently, the ingredients that she had access to, either the flavor was somewhat different or the... Yeah textures were somewhat different it's not that it was inferior or, or better or worse type of situation it's just the climates in india are different from the climates in the uk oh yeah so the, the produce oh, and, yeah. The, and the and the meats and everything else that you're getting access to in the uk are going to be markedly different from what you get in india that's it's just the nature of the beast even though there are a lot of Indian shops in UK and um, New Jersey and New York where they their produce gets very, very close to the Indian equivalent. It's never going to be exactly the same. Yeah. So she's I like, mean, aside from the two goat haunches I have sitting in my freezer. <laughs> because there's <laughs> a uh, factory farm. They're just... No, uh, no, 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 no. They're from no. Shepherd or something. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> and, and those have probably been roaming around and getting Oh, were they ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah, assholes yeah. at each other and because goats are. That's what goats do, yeah. That's what goats do. So, but she's <laughs> like, this is what I have available to me in the UK and probably... Mm -hmm the U.S. is going to have the same situation. And I think this book was written like in the 60s and the 70s sometime, like ages Yeah, ages something ago. like that, yeah. She still doesn't dumb down the recipes by asking you not to use the spices and not to use the chili. She's like, no, 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 no. Use the spices. Use less if you want, but still use the spices. And she doesn't tell you, oh, go right. um, store-bought uh, spice mixes are fine. She's like, no, no, no. With these specific ones, I need you to grind it at home yourself because... Mm -hmm. the flavor difference is insane like you you do need to make yeah. these in small small batches and use them up as you use them up in these situations you can use the pre-mixed um uh blends but she's very very specific of what what to use how to cook it what to do with it so like yeah if you're interested in like indian food written not for a western palate but written for western ingredients invitation indian cooking is is one of those cornerstones uh, well yeah no that's that's i i'm all about getting finding using recipes for foods that are incredibly accurate for yeah. the originals it's like my thai cookbooks were not right. were not just i go in they were like in one case given to me but recommended to me by my friends who own the thai restaurant right like if no, if you want to make this at home, this is the cookbook you use mm -hmm. this is the recipe you use you know and i'm just like okay um, and I have one of them because I wanted a recipe for a, uh, pumpkin. Well, it's a Thai custard in baked inside a pumpkin. Oh, wow. Okay. And you slice it. And when it comes out, you get a slice of the roast pumpkin with the, with oh, the nice. slice of the custard. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I was like, this is amazing. I need this recipe. And she's like, this is the book, you know? And I'm just like, I'll take this book. Yeah, it's <laughs> mine now. Um, we should yeah. definitely link those books in the show notes. If I can, all. yeah. Well, first I, I have to. I, yeah. Uh, well, I'm making a note for Thai cookbook. Yes, 
and uh, uh, the invitation to Indian cooking because that is a very very oh that's already food. in there yeah oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Um, other thing about the deli tainers is that I find that with the Tupperwares, I don't like to put them in the freezer, um, because yeah. I'm nervous about them breaking or cracking or something mm -hmm. else stupid. And also my freezer has very limited space. So I don't want big honking things in my freezer. These deli tainers are so useful because I just shove them in the freezer and then now I have a meal for later, um, in a small enough quantity that I can reheat it in the microwave in like five or six minutes. Yeah. Um, you run some cold water over Ooh. the inside and it pops right out and it goes in a bowl and then you shove it in the microwave. Alexis does this all the time when she bulk cooks. Yeah. Um, she'll make one dish and then she'll split it up into deli tainers and then she'll put, um, yes. the bulk of it into small, small ones and then shove it in her deep freeze. And then she'll then like have a rotating list of dishes that she uses, um, mm -hmm. that she'll keep in her regular freezer, you know, for easy access and During you now here's here's the thing you're about to discover you have space you could get a freezer that a larger freezer that lives in your basement for that sort of deep storage trust me i'm trying to get nico to make that happen he is resistant <laughs> <laughs> i i you, will have it you you don't but don't get a chest freezer Okay. Don't get a chest freezer. One of the, the things I found with the chest freezers, unlike a, an upright, like mm. what looks, the, you know, the big refrigerator mm -hmm. looking freezers, is the chest freezer, things will s slowly shift to the bottom and then mm. you don't know what's in it. Right. And it'll be three years later and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I had this large thing of chicken broth, right. but now it's no good because it's been in the freezer for three years. Right. Right. right? Um, which... That's also the freezer needs to be cleaned out because Shepard also made a whole bunch of chicken broth during the pandemic, and we're never going to use two gal like five, three or four two gallon bags of chicken stock mm -hmm. um, that have been in there now since 2020. Um, you could take them out and then mm -hmm. reduce them down to what's called a demi gloss. Yeah. Uh, okay. so what you do is that you, mm -hmm. you actually do need like several gallons of, of stock to do this because it's not something. So essentially what you do is you take all that stock and you reduce it and you reduce mm -hmm. it and you reduce it and right. it becomes this thick, thick sauce um, that you can either uh. use straight up or dilute to make your stock again um, if you want. And it's got all that gelatin. It's all that collagen, all that mm. flavor is like now concentrated down to the I'm small, small thinking what would that do if i threw a little bit of that in with my uh my black bean recipe it wouldn't hurt anything so yeah. if, you, if you start googling for recipes with demi-gloss like it is a thing used in fine dining but nobody yes. except fine dining has access to like two three gallons of stock at once to like reduce down like there's a joke um in french cooking where they say take one ox reduce down to one cup um <laughs> is how you make a demi-gloss but like essentially it's like it's it's like several gallons of stock that you just simmer like the lowest lowest simmer um you would even put like a flame tamer um so that it stays very very low and just bubble away bubble away bubble away and you yeah. reduce it down 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 and it, it gets thicker and darker and richer and like once it comes down you can get it, and, and now it doesn't take up as much space anymore because like it's such right. a concentrated tiny amount. Portion those out into like ice cube trays, and then like oh god, ice cube trays are the best for that. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like now you have a cube of like super concentrated stock, which is going to taste 
10,000 times better than that, better than bouillon stuff that you can buy in the jar. Um, right. It tastes better than any bouillon powder that anywhere uh, will. Because well, now you have all that gelatine and that collagen to thicken, which you won't have right. in a commercially made one. And I don't, I don't use, I don't use bouillon. Right. I just don't. I, I will, I will take a box of mm -hmm. broth or stock and season. Sure. But I'm not gonna, but like, I, I, almost never use bouillon just because when I need it, I need one cube and then the rest sits Correct. taking up space in my cabinet for the rest so of the natural like, life. Yeah. yeah. So something like that where I could just be like, Oh, it's time to make chipotle black beans mm -hmm. and I can throw a couple of those cubes, cubes mm -hmm. in to add to add depth and flavor. That's Correct. huge. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's, it's on my list. I mean, <laughs> You know, I, I work from home. What am I going to do? I'm going to like start it and I'm just going to check in on it That's like three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, make sure it hasn't like thickened to the point where it burns to the bottom of the pan. That's all it um, is. And, and, yeah. and it takes hours. Like it's, it's not a five yeah. minute process, but who gives a shit? You're not doing anything. You just let it bubble away and do its fucking thing. And then now you don't waste all that stock. Cause that's the other thing is like, um, <clears throat> A lot of my um, cooking friends are like, what do I do with all the stock? I don't have space in my freezer. And everyone's like, no, no, just reduce it. Yeah. You'll still have all that flavor of the stock. It's just not taking up as much space. Yeah. People don't yeah, do it no. it's such a long process. That's all. I have I have giant soup pots that I can just oh, okay. put on the stove and leave. I mean, because in order to make... There were a couple of things that in order to make, I needed a three gallon soup mm -hmm. pot mm -hmm. and ursula's like why are we keeping this here uh, because when i need it i need it and when right. i don't need it it's really useful to store other pots in right but like you know if it weren't for the fact that it's a food i would be tempted to say what is the perfect temperature for making demi-gloss and then put it in with the sous vide but that's just going to ruin the sous vide Right, and it's not going to evaporate yeah. fast enough. Um, yeah, yeah. You do want it to evaporate, so it, it's yeah. low. It's a low simmer. Um, yeah, you just want bubbles breaking the surface. Nothing too fancy. Do you have gas or electric? Electric. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you you might have one of those burners that's a little smaller than the other ones that can probably go oh, yeah. a little lower than the big honking ones. So, like, as long as you let it hang out there, it'll yeah it'll do its own thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish um, I had gas. Um, yeah, no, I have gas. That's like I. I know. I, I'm cooking with gas. Yeah. Um, so going back to clean as you go, trash recycling, mm -hmm. take it out as soon as it gets full. Yes. Um, this is one of my absolute pet peeves is seeing an overflowing trash can. It is the most disgusting thing ever, oh. especially when you have a party full of people in your house and they want somewhere to put their trash and the garbage can is just full. And it's like, I will volunteer myself to do it when I'm at someone else's house because it just grosses me out so much. It's, it's or, really disgusting. Yeah, and it it also, I'm one of those people where it's like, yes, we have the one under the kitchen sink, mm -hmm. right? And but because it's out of sight, out of mind for the other, like their object permanences for other people. Yeah. So you know, like one of the people who has lived here who doesn't have object permanence, will shove something in there, go, I need to take that out. And then it'll be like three, three hours later, and I'm trying to put something in there and stuff spilling off the sides because, right. yeah. So 
I'm all about the, okay, this needs to be done right now, and I am doing it right now. Right now. And the yeah. same thing with recycling. Um, mm -hmm. It's You don't want the cans overflowing your recycling receptacle no. because then people will start setting it on the floor next to the recycling receptacle, and now you have to make several trips to empty it. So, like, as soon as it gets full, just take it outside, dump it in the big bin, come back in, and you're, you're good done. to go. And you're yeah. done, and that's it. Um, the other issue is, is, like, if you've had a few and you're a couple of sheets to the wind, this is not the time you want to trust yourself with a bin full of like glass. Yes. Just saying you and want to have... do this when you're stone cold sober. Yeah. And we have the, because of how, you know, in the garage we have the glass recycle bin yeah. and the everything else recycle bin. Well, the, the aluminum and plastic and then the cardboard and paper has its own spot. Cause that's yeah. just bulky. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's really easy to take the glass or three glasses from beside the sink and throw them in glass bottles and, you know, just make sure the one smaller bin with the cans and the, my crystal ice bottles basically is mm -hmm. emptied on the regular as it fills up, which is well, like the thing I have to do as soon as, you know, before I can, when I do my salads, because that's right. going to generate like eight cans. Right, so. right, 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 right. And the other thing is, is like, make sure that you're washing your recycling before it goes in the bin. Oh, um, yeah. Please. Oh, there's a smell. There's a smell, but also the recycling company wants clean recyclables. So like, just, yep. just give it a rinse before you shove it in the recycle bin. You don't want it attracting vermin. Like just, mm -hmm. it's, it's an extra step. I understand it's using water. I understand, but like, just give it a rinse. Um, and then put it in the recycling receptacle. But like, do yeah. empty this out periodically as the things oh, yeah. fill up. And if you're the one who's in the kitchen who's cooking, conscript someone else and say, hey, can you take the trash out and put it in the bin? Somebody is going to be happy to do it for you because yeah. they're, you know, they're yep. not assholes. They're like, yeah, hey, yeah, fine. I got it. Um, so like, rather than, because... Once the res once the trash bin is full, now you don't feel like throwing trash away. And so now the trash yep. sits where it started. Mm -hmm. If you don't set yourself up for success by giving yourself a place to put this, this again goes back oh, to yeah. it has to have a home. Trash has to have its home as well. You can't have a full trash can and then expect people to empty their garbage into the trash can if the trash can is full. Like... Come on, New York City subways, get it together. Empty your fucking trash cans. That's why they're ending up on the subway floors, because, like, you <laughs> don't empty them, for shit's sake. So, like, uh, yeah. this goes to the next point, which is, like, take your food scraps off the plate. Do not put it, don't let it get to the sink. Throw it straight in the trash, or if you're composting, right. put it straight in the compost bin. Because it's, like, why are you creating extra work for yourself with having to empty out the sink strainer? Uh, aha, Dino, they're going to say, but I have a trash disposal. You shouldn't be using the trash disposal to, sorry, the, the, the sink disposal um, mm -hmm. to put away, put, to put large amounts of things through. It's yep. meant as a backup for like the few little bits that get stuck, you know, um, down your sink because you missed them on the first go around and it's meant to grind it through. Your garbage disposal in, in the sink is not meant to handle large chunks of food that you're putting piles of in there. Yeah. I mean, and like in my case, if I had one, I would probably be running um, eggshells through it. Yeah. On the regular, because that's also a sharpening. But um, the most, like my trap 
Now, I went out because no one would clean the traps except me. Mm-hmm. Because they're gross. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Uh, have you seen these? They are sink Not the trap. trap. Not the grease trap, but like the right. sink trap. Like oh, okay. the strainer trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is uh, It's from OXO. Mm-hmm. Who make the best stuff for this sort of thing? Yes. And instead of it being, you know, the turn and you put yeah. it and it just right, it'll fill your sink. And if not, it doesn't fill your sink. Or in my case, it was always filling the sink because I could never get it just right. Correct. Free. Correct. This one, this one doesn't have any of that. But what it is is it's rubber, mm-hmm. and so instead of having to take it out and dig your hands through it, mm-hmm. you hold it over the trash can, you in push her. down, mm-hmm. everything spits out, and then you pop it in. It's got a little handle. That has been such a a lifesaver. Get yes. and you know, and when you're planning for the big, like when you're planning for that big event, now is the time to start thinking about what would be handy long term that I can use now as an excuse to buy. Yeah, not gonna lie, right? right? If there's something that will make your life easier for cleaning up the event, but also every day, oh, lucky you are such a perfect little bird. Sorry, chicken cam is right above, is on the monitor above this. So every so yes. often, I'm I'm looking at Lucky just being his perfect self up there. Um, but you get the the you get the um. You know, get those convenience things now. Right. Don't wait and say, "Oh, well, I'll get it after the event," because you won't say, no. "You know, this would be ha- this would be handy for this event, and it will provide value for the rest of the time." Right. The yeah. other big reason um, to make sure that you're emptying food scraps into the trash or the compost right now is yeah. because if you miss it and you shove it in the dishwasher, now it's going to clog up your dishwasher filter, and then now your dishwasher is going to drain trash. <sighs> That's not going to end very well. So, like, and dear God, those smell terrible. If you don't clean them regularly, so like terrible. Save yourself a step. Clear out the trash straight into the trash so that you don't have to worry about. But again, if your trash can is empty, you're not going to feel like some type of way throwing garbage into it because it's like, oh, it's fine. I actually, um, my old apartment had one of those fiddly, stupid things, like you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate those stupid things because I also could never get it to configure correctly so that the thing would drain so i like like you said i just bought a sink strainer at like some convenience store for like three bucks um, yeah because i was like i am so sick of this thing i i hate it i'm never filling my sink up anyway that's not how i wash my dishes so let me just replace it with the sink strainer it made such a difference to not have so much shit piled up in that strainer because i'm emptying oh, yeah. the garbage first and then putting it in the um uh what do you call it? uh big sink and then it's fine yeah there are some cases where like um if you're having like a french press machine and you're trying to empty out the coffee grounds and you mm-hmm. know it's there's really no good way to empty out the coffee grounds because you don't want to put wet grounds into the, yeah. into the garbage and it's like there's not much you can do about it in those specific situations what i'll do is that i'll actually use an actual strainer um and then like rinse out the french press and then pour it into the strainer you know drain off the excess coffee and then dump that in the trash because that's a hell of a lot easier to do than to empty out the sink strainer i hate emptying out that sink strainer oh so yeah like, no I, and i just got a new french press because uh-huh. i couldn't find our old one and i mean that's that was distressing to me because i have i i have to have every method of making coffee yes. available to me yes. um because i'm just like that uh yeah. but you know, yeah, but that was always the big thing with the with the French press is okay. It really is hard to get all of those grounds out of there, correct? Without using my hand, right? Um, but 
you know, if you just stand there and because I got a smaller one, I don't need the three quart or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, take a long wood spoon, just scrape it out directly scrape it out the thing. Yeah, the and then rinse it. And if the ground if the grounds go down the drain, well, in my case, they go right into the septic. Whatever. It's not the end of the world, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's not ideal, but it's not the end of the world. It's fine. Well, I mean, I know it's they're going to end up at the bottom mm-hmm. of the first septic tank because the septic tank has three chambers yeah and so eventually that's you know silt that will either have to be pumped out or will be oh my god the most rich nutrient rich fertilizer additive you know i should i should hire somebody just to come out and pump all that out and uh, see what we're at at the bottom there yeah (laughs) uh yeah well i don't know about put it on the fields because it it, it's going to need to sit and break down even further after that but okay you know after 20 years or so there's got to be stuff building up in there that there's and stuff it's there. you know yeah it's not like uh, and when you think about sewer systems and things just disappear in there and you don't think about sewer health mm-hmm. the way you do septic health when you have a septic tank so yeah which also reminds me it's about time to flush some root killer through that because oh, okay. roots into the the drain field, field are terrible mm-hmm. That's how you get, um, that's how you get, you know, uh, broken septic lines. And right. And wants then that. all yeah. you need is that raunchy ass smell, like fucking up your life for the next, how long it takes to get fixed. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not pleasant. So, um, yeah. so but anyway, yeah. yeah uh, but like, I, I'm just giving you some ideas as to like things yeah. to do to sort of clear up your, um, future messes long before it gets to that point the other Mm -hmm. big thing is just like when you're doing um dishes in the dishwasher there's also um an order of operations for um for for doing your dishes by hand so yep say for example thanksgiving is done everyone's gone home you need to Mm -hmm. sort of um tackle the dishes and you're doing it by hand you should have an area to one side of your sink, depending on your handedness. I'm, I'm left-handed, so I prefer to go from right to left. Um, yep. To the right of the sink, in my case, maybe to the left of your sink if you're right-handed. But anyway, one that's side how of I do it. Yeah. has all the dirty dishes, and that's where they live. They don't live in the sink. They live to the side of the sink. Then to the left of the sink in my hand, because that's the order that's the direction that i'm going um i want to have all my clean wet dishes where they're just gonna park until i'm done cleaning that Mm -hmm. dishes then you want to have a staging area for them to dry whether you're gonna hand dry them whether you're gonna drip dry them whether you're gonna put them in the drainer whatever it is you want a separate area that is not the immediate left of your sink where the clean dishes that are ready to dry are going to go away and get out of your face so that now you have more empty space to work on. It's This is just like when we're cooking, when we, when mm-hmm. we clear space for ourselves and we move things out of the way. The, the whole point of this is that you're not... Um, you're not sitting with everything on top of your head and then now you're daunted by this way too big of a task. Right. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Also, I know people who, if they stop what they're doing and then have to do another task, getting back to the original task is going to be a Herculean task. So this is basically my way of saying, all right, 
when you're in dishwashing mode, just wash dishes. That's all you're doing. You're you're you're, you're taking one to the sink, mm-hmm. scrub, 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 rinse, 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 get it out of your face. And and that's all you're doing, like like a machine. So go through, wash all your dishes. If anything needs soaking, this is the time. But don't let it crowd out your dishes that are dirty that you're actively washing. So like there's a separate area for staging for the soaking dishes. Like get them out of your face so that they're not all up in your grill. So like far, far right for me is where anything that needs to soak is going to hang out while it's soaking. In between that is going to be anything that is immediate, like washing right now. To the immediate left is stuff that just came out of the rinse water and I just need it to park somewhere. To the left of that is where I'm going to let it hang out while I figure out what to do with it, you know, while it's drying or, you know, while someone else is drying it. But like it, it takes up a little bit of space. But the thing is, is like when you're in the mode of cleaning and, and you're in the mode of washing your dishes, you're you're not now worrying about like, am I making enough space for myself? Do I do I have the room to do what it is that I want to do? Because, again, it, it's a, a, it's about making things comfortable for yourself so that when you're right. going through this whole process, you're not crowded out and especially in the case of knives or other things where they're sharp. Oh yeah. Dangerous. This is the, the, this is the other reason why I don't want you putting dishes in your sink because like you reach into a sink full of soapy water, you can't see the bottom of it. And then you cut yourself with a knife and now all your cleaning has been derailed while you go get the first aid kit or, you know, go to the ER. Which is, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I may be, I I am an outlier. I don't use the sink full of Uh soapy water. Neither do I. Like, you know, I every when I'm hand washing, every I have a here's the dirty zone, here is a scrub down zone that may still be soapy that will eventually be the rinse Correct. zone. Correct. So as I wash things, I put them still soapy into the rinse zone. And then I rinse everything at once. Right. Um, and that keeps me from uh that honestly that keeps me from damaging myself in a sink full of soapy water. Right. Um, but also because I don't trust a sink full of soapy water that things have been soaking in to then be washing because, oh my God, that water is getting, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm the person who rinses themselves off after a bath. Right. So yeah. Right. As you should. And and so like the thing is what you do, Kevin, is actually how I do it as well is that I'll scrub, scrub, scrub everything all at once, get everything soapy, then run that water to rinse, rinse, and then start moving to the, to the left, to the left, to the left. Yep. So like... As long as you have the space to stage it, you're going to be fine. And this is my suggestion mm-hmm. um, to, to the listeners. Um, go from least to most greasy. Yes. In my opinion. Because the least greasy ones are barely going to take a once over with a with a soap sponge and you're done. Like it, it's once swipe yep. it through, make sure that everything comes off, give it a quick rinse and it's done. Um with the super, super greasy stuff, I would suggest you save those for dead last because they're going to make a bit of a mess. And to be honest, you should not be flushing grease down your sink in the first nope. place. What you should be doing is getting a paper towel, wiping out all the excess grease from there, throwing it in the garbage can so that it does not end up, you know, you should not be putting this in your compost. This should be going straight to the trash. Um I mean, I have a jar. Uh-huh. I will take one of those jars, like that you have sitting there, and yeah. as I'm, that's where all the grease ends up. Correct. And then, I mean, 
you don't want it to sit there for too long as you're doing this sort of thing. Like you don't want to spend a month collecting grease like that. Sure. But then you you seal the lid and you throw it away. Right. Or you know? if if you don't if you like grease, you can well use it for cooking again. No one's here to stop you from doing that. Just right. strain it yeah, through I mean, like a coffee filter or something, and then it'll be fine. If I'm doing a bunch of bacon, then yeah. yes, I will save that fat and I will put that in right. the fridge and reuse it because oh my god, eggs in bacon, eggs fried well, in why bacon. Why would you throw it away? You paid for yeah, that exactly. fat, god damn it. That's your fat. Yes. So um <laughs> <laughs> But like whatever residual grease is left in there, you want to get off yep. as much as you can. The soap will cut through the grease, but it's the grease is still gonna wind up in the uh, pipe. Yep. Um, and especially in the North where you have winter times, like it'll fuck up your pipes real hard. If you oh, so bad down there. So yeah. like I worked in a restaurant where, um, we had to change out the, like clean out the grease traps, like every, every couple of days, because like the dishes would be fucking greasy. There is nothing to be done for it. And mm-hmm. it will come sight your ass. If you don't have a grease trap installed in your, um, dishwashing setup in a restaurant, because, Restaurants produce a lot of grease and it causes issues with the city sewage um, and pipes. So they're, they're, they're very, very strict about, you know, don't pour grease down your sink. So like the, the greasy dishes should be going as close to the end as possible after the, the, the less greasy ones, because this way you're not spreading grease back and forth. That's really not a pleasant feeling. Oh yeah. You don't want to do that. That's nasty. Um, but like once, once your staging is done, um, and then now you're in the process of drying, either you're using a towel or you're letting it drip dry or something else like Mm -hmm. that, um, let it just hang out. Um, and then once everything is dried, then put it away. And, and this is where I'm giving you permission to let it park while it's drying and then go do something else because this entire process of washing dishes is backbreaking and exhausting and your feet hurt and you just want to take a load off for a bit and you feel accomplished because at least the dishes are clean and I can wipe down my countertops and like, you know, not feel grody anymore. Like go take a load off because like sometimes if um, I have to hand wash everything and everyone's gone and I had a big meal or something like that, that hand washing process takes a good hour. I, uh, yeah, no. And I, I have this, this sort of ritual when I'm doing the cooking Mm. is there is a point where I have caught up on, because I'm cleaning as I go, I've caught up on all of that. Everybody is sitting to eat and I, or has collected their food. I'm in the kitchen. I have finished serving and that's when I will have a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, alone in the kitchen with everything going, knowing just being able to hear all the good stuff happening in, you know, that is, it is the best feeling in the world. And it's that just feeling of accomplishment. Everything's been done. I've done my job. Everybody's happy. They're getting fed. Relax. Yep. And if you don't drink wine, have a soda. Have a a cup of tea. Have a nice relaxing cup of tea. It's so relaxing after chaos to just... Coffee or whatever, yeah. I mean, I don't drink as much as I, yeah, I don't drink as much as I used to. So now it's probably going to be like a coffee or you know, fizzy water or something. But yeah, still, (laughs) whatever that looks like for you. And same thing with the dishes. It's like if you've been standing there for the better part of an hour and a half washing your dishes, it's back breaking work. Like you don't realize how much your back is protesting until that last dish is washed and dripping and and waiting for it to get dry. Like, mm-hmm. when you sit down after that, it's like, 
oh, that feeling of just like, yes, I can relax for a bit, let this hang out, you know, and probably by now it's pretty late at night. You probably want to catch some sleep. Um, yeah. The the main reason that I'm so extra about making sure that the dishes are washed before um, I go to bed is because I don't want bugs to come in and start chomping on the leftover food. And let's be honest, if something sits in the sink that hasn't been washed or rinsed or whatever, oh my god, it, you know, now it's crunchy, now it's yeah. dried on, and it takes even longer to clean. And it will not right? come clean. It No. No. Not without having to soak all over again. Well, and then now you're wasting more time on this goddamn process. Right? Yeah. I do know some people who do enjoy washing dishes. They say that it's like a meditative, like they can zone up for a bit. I, I kind of do that, yeah. Um, I wish I could have a troop of them in my house so that I never have to do dishes again. I had a roommate. It was great. It was great. I oh, had a roommate just who just do the dishes. Who, he loved doing dishes, and it was fantastic. But that also means I got a little spoiled. And now I can't. Right now, I kind of have to do dishes. But I one of the things I love about dishes is it is a discrete task. Right. It is. It has a distinct start, middle, and finish. And when you're done, you're done. Right. Right. And that is like if you want that quick win if you want that quick um you know that quick dopamine hit that i got mm-hmm. a thing done that is the way to do it right right because it's a very like you said very finite yep. task yeah and you know if you're like if i'm having a bad day and having a hell of a time you know just getting through everything yeah you know what it's great yeah, it's let's great. let's do a batch of dishes and get this cranked yeah. out, and then we'll be fine. Okay, there. And now I'm making and now I'm making progress. Right, right, right. exactly, exactly. Um, Kev, I think uh, I need like ten minutes. Uh, actually, yeah. not even ten minutes. I need like five minutes to use the restroom, and then we can go into dishwashing, uh, dishwasher yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, because and then we should probably wrap up in the next half hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, cool. All right, let's. I'll be back. All right. Yeah, no, we've taken a break and I've used pause, so I don't have to do any extra editing later. Right. So, all right, let's talk about the dishwashing thing you said. So, um, the the thing about the dishwasher is that I found that um, when I had all those people over, um, my dishwasher has a express setting and a turbo setting. So, when I read the manual, and I will stress that anybody who owns a dishwasher or any of these read the manual. It's, it's not just, um, you know, here's how you use the dishwasher's function. I think most people who use dishwashers know how to hit start and run it through the cycle. Right. Right. It's that the manual will tell you things like, here's the best way to load it. Here's the best way to, um, use the cycles for what you need it to do. So mine has what's called a turbo setting and then it has what's called an express setting. What the turbo setting does is that it runs the normal setting, but it uses extra water and extra power to run through the cycle in one hour versus like three hours, Um, which is not great. But like if you have like a bunch of greasy things that you need to get like heavily soiled things that you need to get cleaned very quickly, you run it through the turbo setting. It doesn't have a dry cycle built in because it's meant to be a very quick setting. 
The express setting, right. on the other hand, is specifically meant for lightly soiled dishes that you want done quickly. And that one runs about 30 minutes. Um, so it's half the time, but it doesn't use the extra water and the extra power. So when I first moved in, okay. I hadn't read the manual yet, and I was just using <laughs> turbo for everything, not realizing that this thing was boosting the amount of water and power that it was, you know, oh, for like man, a lightly yeah. soiled load which was not necessary all i needed to do was run it through the express setting um mine also has a button where i can tell it i have a half load rather than a full load so like if i only have a few dishes in there and i don't need to run it through the full you know crazy cycle i can tell it i, I have a half a load so don't use as much water um but i do um encourage everyone to read the manual for the dishwasher just because it does have a lot of really helpful information in there um between here's how you maintain it here's how you keep it um working its best um right right here's and and I, I read, I, I watched this video where this guy bought a bunch of dishwashers, like old crappy dishwashers. And he was like, the myth that you have to pre-rinse your dishes, um, he was like trying to bust through it and show like, if you use it correctly, you don't have to be using as much detergent as most people think you do. You don't have to use those fancy pods um, that they sell, the little pre-compressed pods or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what the pod does is that it is an all-in-one type of situation that's supposed to completely dissolve throughout the cycle. When you run your dishes through a normal cycle, um, your the the soap canister, the soap receptacle has a little yes. indentation where you can put more soap. What that indentation soap is meant to be, it's like a maybe like a tablespoon worth of extra soap. What that does is that it runs that soap through the pre-rinse cycle. So that mm. you're not wasting time rinsing your dishes in the sink. That's what the dishwasher does. And so if you yeah, add yeah. that pre-rinse soap to your dishwasher before it starts, and then the regular soap into the regular receptacle, now you don't need to rinse your dishes before you throw them in the dishwasher. I thought this was fucking cool. The other yeah, right? <laughs> is that you don't need to buy the fancy, expensive dishwashing detergent. You don't need to buy the liquid. If you buy the liquid, you're paying for water, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah There's yeah, yeah, no yeah. point. The cheapest powder is the great value from Walmart. Um, I think the same, the, the Cascade, uh, the fancy brand one, um, is usually like eight to 10 bucks um, for that box that they sell. The same size Walmart one is between four and five dollars. Significantly cheaper, right? Um, I mean, if I weren't morally opposed to Walmart, sure, you know. But hey, whatever works for you. But whatever right? works. So, what you're looking for in the ingredients of your dishwashing detergent is um, some kind of uh, dishwashing uh, surfactant. So, some something that's going to be the soap um, yep. that will usually be called. Um, uh, uh, sodium carbonate or something like that. Um, then uh, it says I've run out of free disk space. Uh oh, that is um that is a different problem because it records locally, and yeah. So hold on, I'm not recording, so I think it's fine. Yeah, well, what it does is it records locally, mm. and then it sends it to the cloud mm -hmm. storage. So. This if, might mess us up, so we might want to start a new one. Maybe. Um, but yeah, we'll stop this one, and we'll start yes. back over. We'll start over. Here. Okay.
Mm -hmm. Talk about soaps. And by the way, folks, don't put something like Sal's Suds in your dishwasher. It's an amazing soap. But if you fill that thing with like a normal dishwashing soap that isn't like made for a dishwasher, what you're going to end up with is a fucking mess. Yes. All over your floor. It all over the floor. All over the floor. It is terrible. And you will never get it out. It's a pain in the ass. Oh, no. it is terrible. Yeah. So as long as it has, uh, so like we were talking about dishwashing soaps and um, yeah. if you read the ingredients, you don't necessarily have to buy the brand name ones. The reason that the brand name ones are more expensive is because they have brand name recognition. Um, the, yeah. the basic generic, it doesn't have to be Walmart, but that's the, that's the cheapest one that I can find locally. Um, but like if you have, a store that sells generic dishwashing um, detergent, what you do is that you look for um, what, what's, what's the surfactant or the, or the um, yeah. detergent, um, which is the sodium carbonate. And then you want to look for something called a protease and an amylase. So what a protease does is that it's an enzyme that breaks down proteins and an amylase is an enzyme that breaks down starches. Um, so your surfactant, your detergent is going to break down fats. So these are the three oh, yeah. major um, staining issues that are going to happen with your dishes. Um, if, if it's really, really burnt on, like, yes, you might have to soak it a little bit. But for the most part, you can run it through your dishwasher and it should be fine. Um, use the powder detergent because it is cheaper than the pods. Um, it's more effective than the pods. You don't have to pre-rinse. You can just use that little, you know, extra oh, yeah. tablespoon um, for the pre-rinse cycle. Um but like when you have, um, and my issue with the pods is that they've already pre-portioned out how much you need for each load. Whereas if you're running a lightly soiled load, you don't need to fill up the receptacle all the way. No. This is the same with laundry detergent is like, you should not smell the detergent in your clothing when you finished washing your clothes. If you can smell like the tide in there when you finish washing your clothes, you are using entirely too much laundry detergent. Way too much. What you really need um, to clean your clothes and or, or dishes is basically enough for the soap to break up the the bubbles of the water and 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 you know break up the yeah. surface tension of the water so that it can clean your clothes better. Same thing with the dishwasher. You don't need to fill that receptacle every single time. You just need enough. Um, depending on how heavy the, the soil is. And you'll actually see that most of these receptacles will have measuring lines saying, you know, uh, small, medium, large. Use those measuring lines so that you don't waste this very expensive dishwashing detergent on, you know, flushing it down the drain, literally. Yeah, because um, that's that's a waste. A terrible it's a waste. waste. Yeah. The one thing I will say is very helpful is the rinse aid. Um, oh, God, yes. You do want to refill that every month. Um, all the dishwashing manuals tell you to use it. It is actually very helpful. It helps for the water to sheet off of the dishes, and then it helps them to dry nicer. Um, and and it leaves it prevents the dishes from having those little mineral deposits on there that if you have hard water, ends up on your glassware and things like that. Um, so yeah, like use the, use the manual, know what you're doing before you get into this. And you might learn that, you know, Hey, I've been loading the dishwasher wrong, or like I've been using the wrong cycle, like an idiot and using extra power for no reason. Um, I've made the same yeah. mistakes. So like, you know, I'm not trying to shame anyone. It's, it's, it's a thing that happens. Um, 
The other thing is, is that you do want to periodically clean the dishwasher. Um, my dishwasher does have a dishwasher cleaning cycle. If yours does not, what you can do is you can buy citric acid um, in bulk from like Amazon. Um, a five pound tub of it is going to cost you about $25, give or take. They right. do sell branded dishwashing cleaning tablets, but those cost about like eight fifty for a four ounce package. Yeah, it's it's a bit. And they're tablets, so it's not like you can measure out how much you need and then you know run it through the. You have to throw that tablet. So like four or five uses, you're spending like two bucks every time you run it through. Food grade citric acid is available for relatively cheap for the five pound tub. Um, you need about a half a cup of citric acid in there. You run it through the normal cycle um, and it will get your dishwasher sparkling, sparkling clean. That, that Oh, yeah. Citric acid will clean out the filters. It. Yeah. And you need well, it so often. And you only need it like once every month or two. Um, it's It's not something that you need that frequently. But if you are running your dishwasher every couple of days, this is something that you want to think about in the back of your head because like those filters do get clogged. Um, mineral deposits do wind up on the inside of your dishwasher. And these are things that are easily pre preventable if you just do a little bit yeah. of prevention. Um, and technically you could run the uh, dishwasher cleaning cycle with the citric with the dishes in there um i would suggest against it just so that you know the citric acid has a chance to like properly work through the system and you know get the job done yeah um but like for a five pound tub you're using a half a cup every month or two that thing is going to last you for ages it's you're oh, probably yeah. not gonna have to replace it it's significantly cheaper than the pre-made little tabs um same thing for washing machines um for for clothes washing machines they do sell tabs that will clean out your washing machine as well um and if you do have a lot of mineral deposits and things like that it is something that you want to run through um the reason that i'm mentioning uh cleaning out your dishwasher is like it's not something that people generally think about doing so true unfortunately um i know some people who have never cleaned their dishwasher uh, ever. Um, yeah, now look i i'm i will be straight up and say that yes i am i am possibly the the person who <laughs> needs to clean their dishwasher a little more frequently and yes. especially on adding the stuff mm -hmm. um refilling the, the rinse aid the rinse aid that is that is one thing that i am you know a little behind on on the right. regular <laughs> um but you know, it is, uh, it's like, yeah, no, but I at least have the, I have to check the trap every right. so often the, that's in there, because if I don't check the trap, then things build up and it smells funky. And right? it doesn't drain as nicely and it doesn't like Not at all. Yeah. moving. So yeah, yep. I, I empty out that trap like once a week. Um, and you just need like some hot running water and just like give it a good, you know, scrub with a plastic brush and you're fine. It's, it's fairly oh, yeah. easy to clean. Um, it's a little awkward to get out of there, but like 
maybe you don't need to be as extra as I am cleaning it once a week. Maybe you do it once a month or something like that. But it's like, it's just something to keep in mind. Um, and, and this might be one of those times where it's like, okay, I've just done like four loads of dishes in the dishwasher. Maybe this is as good a time as any to give it a re-up of the rinse aid. Maybe it's a good time to clean out the trash. Yeah. Give it some citric acid to just run through the pipes and make sure everything's clean. Get everything cleared out. Yep. Yep. Right. And then you start with a fresh clean slate for the next time that you're going to, you know, um, uh, run this mass of dishes through it again. And, and the, it's the same with like emptying out the little canister for the vacuum cleaner. It's like, Oh yeah. If you keep things moving along and you clean as you go and, and you keep things nice, they will tend to work better in the long run. Um, it's it's when things start falling by the wayside and that you let it slide for a little bit longer. And then you start seeing the mineral deposits on your dishes and you start like noticing that the dishwasher has a funky smell and like it's draining a little bit sluggish. And, you know, there's way more wetness on the dishes than you had anticipated. It's, it's possibly because your drains aren't working as efficiently as they should. It's it's a small thing, but here I am to remind everyone to do it because... Right, yeah, because... Not everyone had it. Um, when when yep. This is the first time I've had a dishwasher since like 2009. Um, so it's been a while since I've had a dishwasher. But this time I was like, it's a very expensive dishwasher. It's a nice dishwasher. It sends oh. alerts to my phone when the dishes are done. It sends alerts to my phone when I need to re-up the rinse aid. Like it, it keeps me posted. So like... I don't yeah. want to ruin this thing um, and have the landlord pissed off at me. So I want to make sure that I maintain it. So like I bought like uh, full disclosure, I bought the cleaning tabs because I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. But then when I did some research as to what the cleaning agent was inside the cleaning tab, it's fucking uh, citric acid. And I'm like, citric acid is cheap as shit. Why am I spending a fortune yeah. on these fucking cleaning aids when I could have just bought, you know, citric acid and ta-da, everything's clean. Um, so that's what I did. Um, I, I did buy the citric acid. Uh, sorry, I need to buy the citric acid because I still have a couple more of the cleaning tabs before I run through them. Um, but it is it is significantly cheap to uh, cheaper to just do it yes. yourself um, with the with the store bought citric acid and just run it through your cycle and you're done. Um, and and overall, like, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a tool. And if you maintain your tools and you keep them running nice, your tools will work for you better than if you're kind of not. <laughs> um, but overall, like that was, like I said, I'm still in the process of cleaning up after Thanksgiving. I still need to scrub my floors properly. Um, because I, I had time to like just go over it very quickly with like a wet rag and just, you know, get it out of my face. Um, but I do need to give it like a deep right. cleaning um, because like I said, my boyfriend has allergies and I don't want any lingering, you know, pet dander sitting around that's going to cause him to blow mm -hmm. up again. Um, and so like, especially if your kids have allergies, like, or if you have allergies, this is like a really sensible order of operations to keep things clean so that they don't, have right. flare-ups. Um, the other thing I've noticed is that after um, a long time where everybody's together having a good time, like having fun, um, germs get everywhere. Oh my God, do they get everywhere? 
the kids who are visiting have been to school and they bring back whatever their school had and now it's all over your surfaces. It's as good oh, a time as God, any yes. to just give everything a once over, um, you know, hit it with some bleach, hit it with some Lysol, just do what you need to do um, because cold and flu season is going to hit us. And um, my friend got sick and she went to the doctor to get a COVID test and it was negative. And she was like, what the fuck, how is it negative? I feel like ass. And she was like, you know, people got sick before COVID. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's a thing that happens. Colds can happen. Flus can happen. Like, yeah, if, if, if if there's ever a time to like sanitize your surfaces, this is the time. It's Cold when... and flu season is like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the biggest thing is that I've noticed is that for about a week after everybody left, um, I sunk into a bit of a depression. It wasn't like I can't get out of bed and function, but it was just like, right. My house was full of people that I care about and they were all here right where I want them. Like I could see them all. And then having them all leave is like now all the people that I love are not here anymore. And that drop mm -hmm. in, in emotion from like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I, I'm surrounded by love. I'm surrounded by, you know, like, Yep. these good feelings and it's all gone now and it's now just me and my boyfriend now meanwhile i'm very happy living with my boyfriend and this is like i moved in with a man of my dreams this is a goal that's been on my list for a long time was to move in right. with him. we've achieved it we live here it's a beautiful home um where we're relatively happy with each other but it's like when you realize how isolated we are from other people um i don't have neighbors who live close by who are very close to me most of my very close friends live very far away um, right and they all had to make a bit of a hike to come see me so it's like not having those people nearby you feel this huge drop in emotion and and i think it's really important to acknowledge that part of post-holiday cleanup, uh, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, like, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you feel the same way, Kev, where like when you have a lot of people who you love nearby you, you're like, oh, the people that I care about the most are here. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, the, the other hand is I'm also a, it has been great to see everybody now get the fuck out. Right. So <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It is. It is nice to have the house quiet again and yeah. that I can go back to my normal rut and, you know, have my happy little routines. But it's um I think uh Nico calls it con drop, where like you've been at a convention, yeah. you've been at summer camp, um, you've been with these people every day for like several days at a stretch, and then now they're all gone and you're by yourself with your feelings and you don't know what to do with yourself. Um yes. and so I I think part of it is like we talked about this before, you know, in other podcasts is sitting in that emotion, recognizing where it's coming from and allowing yourself to feel it. Because a lot of times if we deny our emotions, what ends up happening is that they just keep building and getting worse and more severe more and more. Yes. Right. Whereas if you can give it a name, you know, I've, I've, had a really lovely time with these people and um i'm so happy that they were able to come be with me on this very significant day um and i feel closer to them we've we've made these bonds together that are going to last hopefully for a lifetime 
and now they're gone and I feel sad about it and I'm allowed to feel sad about it. So I'm going to sit in this emotion for a while, you know, watch some cheesy Christmas movies, eat a pint of ice cream, you know, (laughs) (laughs) have a cup of chamomile tea, you know, like just relax myself and, and, you know, understanding that having those emotions is normal and healthy and it is a, it's a normal part of the process of having a bunch of people over whom you care about very much. Um, I'm sure you know by now, Kevin, that like when I love people, I love big and I care about them a lot and I want them to be happy. And so seeing them in my home, in my space, enjoying the space, eating the food that I've cooked, eating their food that they've cooked. It's like, it's such a special experience. And, and so part of what helped me get over it first off was, like, like I said, giving a name to it. Like, yes, I've, I've got a bit of contra. Yeah. I've got a bit of, um, you know, uh, a little bit of depression going on because we've had such a good time and it's all ended. And yes, we can have it again, but like, I'll never have that first Thanksgiving with Nico again. That's right. That's like a milestone. Yeah. Like it means a lot to both of us. What also helped was my sending out little notes to everybody who came um, by text message or email. Um, hey, thank you so much for coming. I had such a good time having you in my space. It was lovely to see yeah. you again. Hope we can do it again. Um, you know, I appreciated the contributions that you brought. That food that you made was really delicious. Us leftovers. We've been eating off of it for the past couple of days. <laughs> we yeah, really yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Um, people love being acknowledged for the contributions that they've brought to you, whether it was their company or their food or, you know, whatever they bought you or whatever, they want that validation because they're probably feeling kind of, you know, ripped up about it too. Um, And then the other half of that was reminiscing about the good times that we had with Nico, like the two of us did a kind of like play by play while we're cleaning and, you know, talking about, you know, the good times that we had and how it was really, really cool to like have Thanksgiving be like four fucking days where we celebrated nonstop <laughs> all the time with like different constantly. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, so yeah. amazing. Um, and what it did for both of us is that, you know, it sort of galvanized us to do it again and to have, all those people back because like, yes, the cleanup was a lot. Um, and like I said, I'm still working on the cleanup. It's a work in progress, but, um, at the end of the day, it felt like it was worth it because these are memories that nobody can take away no matter what happens. Right. Um, win, lose or draw. I'm going to have those memories of that day for the rest of my life. And, uh, and it's amazing. What more do you, you want? Know? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, and there are so many that, yeah. you know, I, I, it's, as my friend Tara said, he's like, I don't need things anymore. I want experiences. Right. Right. And that's the sort of experience you can't replicate. Yeah. There's a come down afterwards, but man, it's so, it's so good to be able to have that in your toolbox of man, I feel really down, but look at all right. these people who, who love us. Right. Right. And, you know, like when you're feeling that, oh, I am shit, I am terrible, you can just, you can reach into there and just be like, but remember that? Yeah. You know, maybe reach out to one of them. It's one of those, those incredible things like, uh, you know, even the people we went on the Alaska cruise just after we literally like left the day after we got Uh married with a whole bunch of friends. It's like, yeah, uh, those are friends I have for life who I talk to 
some of which I only talk to every couple of years. Some I talk to sure. monthly because they're on the board of directors with the Dorsai regularly. Right. The regulars. Some I talk to daily because we're all on the same discords. Right. Right. But it's it's still there, even though we're geographically disparate. My found family is so broad and so deep that it is we are able to celebrate when we can all get together. Mm-hmm. And then even if there's a little letdown, there's still those contacts. Right. Right. So you yeah. said that you went to your parents' house for Thanksgiving. Yeah. How did that turn out? It actually turned out fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was like mom and dad and Ursula and I, and my cousin, Amy mm-hmm. and Mike, uh, Raymond and Jacob had come into town. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, it was, it was much better than like, you know, where we have all the, all the local family together. Um, Oh, and Shepard came too. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it was sort of like, you know, we have Shepard is now considered part of the family. Yes. Um, As far as my, my parents and my aunt and uncle are concerned. So Mm -hmm. uh, you can't get rid of us. Um, (laughs) uh, But, you know, it was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. And the since it was mom and dad's house, it was like 45 minutes away, 30, 45 oh, wow. minutes okay. of, you know, like an hour and a half mm-hmm. to my aunt and uncle's or, you know, something bigger. Um, the best part is, though, about going to somebody else's house is I don't have to clean up after. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but even then, mom is as clean as you go and I pitch in and, and right. you know, we get to take leftovers home and I don't have to do all the logistics and right. it, it works out. And, um, Oh my God, poor Lachesis is having a molt this year. Your, your chicken. Uh, one of, one of the, the two, yeah. Bantams. And she is, Oh my God. If, if you just saw, um, looking so pathetic right now, I'm sure she, Oh, she has like all of her head feathers are gone and are oh, just no. starting to come in as the pin feathers and all of the rest of her body feathers, like have a lot of blown out. Oh, she's just miserable right oh, now. Oh, poor baby. And she's sitting front and center in the camera and I'm surprised I'm not getting emails. Are your chickens? Okay. One of your chickens doesn't look good. I'm like, I, I'm just like, no, she's having, she's having a molt. Oh my God. These things happen. Yeah. I Circle just, of I just life. Think, realize how i mean when i'm out there it's sort of like yeah she's molting but like this angle it just looks like man it is it must be miserable she looks rough and she's so angry i mean she's already angry (laughs) you know you want to you want to talk about someone who doesn't who 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 has family down it's this hen because Mm -hmm. she's the one who brooded and hatched four four babies and when they were about four months old and almost full size she was like all right you're done get the fuck out (laughs) right Like she will not let them in the same nesting box at night with her. She's just like, Nope, I am done. You go live your own life. We can share the same yard, but you are not sleeping in here. You sleep at the other end of the coop. Oh my. Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, for a while she wouldn't let anybody but them into her sleeping area. Mm -hmm. So, and there that, I mean, I am sympathetic as a parental thing. I want to see my kids, but I want to see them and then have them go home. You know, uh, I was a little disappointed they left a day earlier than I had anticipated. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, Ursula and I were both like, hey. We have we a day to ourselves. To, we don't have to put on pants now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the end of a party is usually my favorite part because I'll usually stay yeah. behind and help clean. Um, 
so right. that we can right. gossip about what happened during the party. <laughs> 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 and like the house is quiet and everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. And we're all just like, you know, a couple of sheets to the wind and, you know, we're cleaning up and you know, I'll help clean up. Yeah. I, yeah. I love doing that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's, but like this time, because, um, you know, everybody else had to get moving. Some people had work the next day. So like nobody could stay too terribly late. Um, it did make it a lot easier for me to clean up. And I do understand why people have their yeah. Thanksgiving so early is so that they can wrap up by like eight or nine and everyone's gone. Um, but it's like half the people coming over are on the LGBTQ spectrum somewhere. So like queer people don't fucking show up on time. Uh, oh my God. Uh, so neither do, neither do con people. Yeah. No. If you told them two o'clock, fucking nobody would be there until nine. So I was like, all right, take your time, bubble in whenever you can, but dinner starts at six. Um, And then they all know, like, if I say dinner starts at six, that's when the food is getting on the table. And if you're not here, sucks to suck. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it did end up working out because a couple of the folk who came over were running a little bit later than they had anticipated, you know transit was running weird cars were running weird so it was like you know six was the perfect time for us if i had to do it all over again i would probably um say like four o'clock rather than six o'clock yeah but two o'clock is a little extreme a tad in my opinion um yeah yeah yeah, seeing as how all the food was technically done by like 3 30 ish we could have served dinner at four and it would have been fine um, but then we would have but, gotten through the appetizers. So we, <laughs> we like to eat all day at my house. Oh no. I mean, like it was, it was our job to bring appetizers. Ursula right. who worked in a, um, I will remember, um, Ursula who, who worked in a deli took a whole bunch of thank you so much to the lovely person who, who sent us all of them. Um, like who sent us uh sauce not mm-hmm. sausages salamis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. preserved preserved sausages right um like so we have a deli slicer that i'm not allowed to use oh no ursula can okay because she worked in a deli and trust me uh i am i am much better than uh, it, i i'm very happy that she's the one doing this um Teamwork. Uh, yeah. Um, then it, you know, she made this beautiful, like, uh, charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. Because she could just, she just sliced up all this amazing, kind of expensive, not going to lie, but, like, we're never going to get through all of these right. salamis. Right. Um, so share. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So no, and then you're noshing on stuff while the food is coming out of the oven and you're all just relaxing yeah. and having a good time and that's that's it's it's pretty much like how I prefer parties to go is like we have a few appetizers we have a few side dishes that we're just like nibbling on while we're waiting for the actual main event to start and then the food goes on the table and then we eat and then wait for a couple of minutes go for a second round <laughs> 
because that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, uh, Nico's mom was like, what should I bring? And I said, other than stretchy pants. And she was like, yes, other than stretchy pants. Well, all right then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So like long story longer, um, it's, it was a really nice um, coming together of people, coming together of dishes. We all had a lovely time. Um, then when everybody left, everybody came back on Saturday and then Sunday and we hung out for a little bit longer. Um, and and now we're gearing up for Christmas, which we're not hosting. So we're probably going to be going to various places as the invite. Even better, in, right? Which is even better. Um, and yeah. that means one less... Um, mess to clean up probably new year's eve i'll have here because that's a hell of a lot easier than doing like a full thanksgiving spread it's like some fucking appetizers and you know get a few bottles of champagne and call it a night and let Um, it go yeah and let it get out from there um but like because the holidays are falling on such weird days like it's um sunday sunday i think uh New Year's Day is on a Sunday. New yeah. Year's Eve is Saturday, which means it's going to be not so Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day is Sunday. Yeah, right. so. so it's going to be a little much. Um, but mm-hmm. work is giving me off on the twenty sixth and on the first. So Yahoo, um, thank right. God I don't work in retail anymore. Um, yes. Yeah. the The good thing about having extra staff now is that when I go on vacation, I can really go on vacation and not have to think about work. Oh, isn't it so nice? They'll take over my workload. And the same thing for like when the staff in California office go off on vacation, like one of them is going to go off for like a week between Christmas and New Year's. I can take over her workload for a week. It's not the end of the world. It's fine. Um, And so, but because I'm not, I don't have kids. I'm not tied to the major holidays to go do my big travel. Yeah. And neither is Nico. So like we, we actually had a long conversation uh, on the way home last night. Uh, we went out to a party to you know see some friends down South Jersey. Um, and uh, we were like, neither of us has kids. We're not tied to the school schedules. So like we can take off whenever we fucking feel like um, my parents are in Arizona. And so like when it's winter up here and we're getting like, you know, freezing temperatures, we can take a trip for like, you know, four or five right. days to Arizona and like enjoy the warm weather down there. Because according to my mom, it does get cold by their definition. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but they're in Arizona for shit's sake. It's not going to get like, you know, minus whatever, um, like it does in the Northeast. So it's like once we realized um, – we're not tied to these anymore. That, that's also what I'm looking forward to, to 2023 is that um, we have enough money now that we can afford to travel. Um, and we're not tied to major holidays because we can take off on a random day and somebody else can pick up the slack and we can fuck off for a weekend yep. or two um, for somewhere else. And like, and it's not that expensive when you're not flying during those peak travel times. Um, going down to see Tasha in Austin is like, it's, it's an expense. It's not, it's not free, but like I found, you know, round trip tickets on Southwest for like 200 bucks and they give you two free uh, checked bags and a carry on like 
fine. Then I can go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Like they have really good, um, you know, tequilas and, um, you know, other liquors that they make locally and they have beers that they make. Oh yeah. So I can't bring that on a cheapy spirit airlines flight because they charge a fucking fortune for everything you want to do. So I was like, if I need to go and like really have a good time and go bring back souvenirs and shit, I want, I want the space to do it in some fucking suitcases um, so I can take an empty suitcase and fill it up with shit and then bring it back and then, you know, give it out for gifts and stuff. Because we also realized that neither of us is very good with dates. So birthdays, Christmases, the rest, we tend to forget that they happened. So like we'll yeah. tend to give gifts throughout the year. Okay. Yeah. And just keep things easy that way because then nobody's like, oh, you never give me anything. No, I, I just gave you like a bunch of stuff last week. Calm down. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sad that the bone box subscription started doing doubles mm-hmm. because I used to just buy an annual subscription for Ursula to bone box and she would get a new skull every month. The skull of the huh? month club, basically. Yeah. Um, and now it, just it's like oh man you know what am i going to you know i'll have to come up with something new right well how many critters of you know how many critters can you get skulls of come on yeah i know well the really expensive ones are you know it's it's like we we can't right they're not gonna put that in a subscription they're not gonna put that in a box yeah so oh but yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, we give gifts year-round, so like, now we do like a, a there's a family sort of draw, name mm-hmm. draw, and then it's just like, yes, here's the spending limit, here's the theme, have at. Right. right? And then get something so, small so that it doesn't become this big, expensive yeah. blowout once a year. Um, so yeah, that's that's. I think we're kind of going to lean a little bit more heavily into that, because um, it does make more sense to spread it out over the year, because... People need shit year-round. Um, oh, yeah. When I go over to a friend's house and I see that they need something for their kitchen, and if I know that they would like a specific kind, I'll just put it, put the order through and send it. And, well, and away it goes. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like, this is, like, we're, we're, because now we're both living together, we can both check each other and, like, bounce these ideas off of each other, whether or not they make sense or whether they sound silly or whatever. Um, so when I told him, like, we're not tied to school holidays for vacations, he was like, fuck yeah, then let's start making a list and, you know, let's start knocking them off. So we're going to be doing a little bit more traveling. We're definitely going to be doing a little bit more gift giving because it's like when you go to a place where they where you can only get that thing at that local place, you want to bring back that stuff for the people back at home to give oh, yeah. gifts, um, which is always nice. So like, I am very excited about the declutter. I'm very excited about the travel. Um, I'm very excited to get my house clean again. <laughs> I, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. That is, that is every time somebody goes home, it's like, all right, I can. Yeah. I can go back to reset. Go. Right. Yeah. But happy end of the happy new year. <laughs> Happy New Year! Yeah, yes. no, and um, and so how are we going to start the uh, how are we going to start the New Year's off right? Gonna spend you it know, with family for sure. 
spend it with family? Yeah. Of course. Um, we're, we're probably going to go to his mom's house and, you know, have New Year's Eve with her and, you know, uh, probably drag his sister and her boyfriend along and, you know, the whole bunch of us just hang out for a while because, like, um, we got Thanksgiving. Christmas is going to be split up amongst, you know, friends and other people. So, like, we're only going to be able to see each other for, like, a day, if that. So, yeah. It, I like ringing in New Year with family. Um, it's Thanksgiving. I'm fine with friends. Um, you know, Christmas. I'm fine with friends. New Year's is one of those things where uh, I'm not superstitious about it, but it's like, yeah, I just prefer to spend it with family. A little bit more low key. A little bit more like relaxed. Um, I'm not 25 anymore. I can't get turned. Oh yes, I know. Anymore, like if I if I have a few glasses of wine, that's me done, and then I'm asleep by ten thirty. <laughs> um, fuck the ball dropping. I'm asleep. Like it's it, we're we're good. Um, oh yeah. And then like start off, and you know I usually do like to start off the year with a clean house. So like I am gonna have to like you know take it down to the beams and scrub everything down and like start off fresh because it's. I, I'll do like a full insane clean um, once a month. And if I had the money to afford uh, a cleaning person, I would have them do that insane clean once oh, a month. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking like move the couches, vacuum, scrub under there, get under the baseboards, um, take out everything from the closet, scrub down those floors, like make sure that everything is like dusted and put away because it's like, it gets so disgusting so quickly before you even blink that like, if you don't just keep up with it, that job becomes like a three day marathon, which I can't put up. It's too much. I can't do that. Um, So like, I find that if I do like a quarterly clean where it's like everything has to come out and like really Mm -hmm. get down to the beams and then do like a monthly, like just move the furniture around, get underneath there it keeps things going because the one of the downsides of living in a large city is that dust is every fucking where, whether or not you have your windows closed. Oh, it happens in the countryside too. Sure. But like you open yeah. the front door and the, like the soot from the cars and like the, you know, the, the traffic and you know, the everything, it just, it, it, it's so dusty all the time. So like all yeah. the surfaces get coated in a fine layer of dust. And so it's like, you know, and, like, you know, that only happens here in pollen season. Yeah. But, oh my god, yeah, but you open the door and a whole orange yellow cloud moves in. Everywhere. So, and and yes. honestly, like, so I do like to start off the new year with one of those like really detailed cleans because it's like if I can keep my house from getting to... So when I moved out, um, we mm. did have to remove all the furniture and, you know, throw things out and whatever else. I found right. so much shit on my floor that I was like, this is disgusting. This is right? how I want to vomit. This is disgusting. Like, I did not realize <laughs> that much crap, which is why I am violently against, like, media cabinets, because you can't move them because the fucking TV is on top of it. So this projector yeah. situation is great because there's nothing on the floor that I can't move now. Everything is mounted or up off the floor. So now yeah. I can get behind things and I can get under things. So if you're like insane, like I am, and you don't necessarily want like a media cabinet where all the stuff lives, what you can do 
is that they sell these stands where the TV mounts to it and it's like a freestanding wheeled situation. The wheels do lock in place. And then you can have like a small chest of drawers next to it or like a small like shelf or something next to it where you have your DVD player or your uh, whatever. If you have like an Apple TV or a Chromecast, they actually sell mounting hardware where you can stick it to the back of the TV, put the Apple TV in there and then plug in everything that you need to and you're good. So now um, you're not dealing with like this mess of shit. I don't think anyone has a DVD player anymore. I do. Uh, I mean, yeah. I still own DVDs. I still watch them. But like most people don't. And so like if you're just dealing with a situation where it's like I don't want to drill holes in my wall to wall mount this TV. I don't have the money to afford a projector. Um, but I want something so that I can move it and clean underneath there. Those sta- they, they sell wheeled stands for the TV where you can just mount it on there and just get and then move it out of the way. And it's very yep. easy to clean under. Um, and then the little chest of drawers that's sitting next to it with the DVD player and the DVDs on top of it. That That's trivially simple to move. Um, yes, yeah. it means that you have to unplug all your cables, you know, to get the TV out of the way. Yes, I understand that. But <laughs> what I did is that when I... Um, my TV has the option where you can name each of the inputs. Yes. And I don't want oh, to I wish. switch that around. So what I did is that I labeled each of the HDMI cables um, with a piece of tape and wrote down what that input was so that it always goes back to the same spot every single time. Um, and that way we don't have to go through the renaming process all over again because it's pain in the ass and I don't like doing it so like yeah there are there are yeah. solutions to to keep things clean if you want to because I will tell you when I was moving out oh my god it was so disgusting I know um but follow up um the garbage bags were extremely useful um I did have two separate colors one for trash and one for um you know like clothes and miscellaneous whatever um I made sure to buy the super heaviest duty garbage bags that I could to move the housewares in so that they don't rip on me um I made sure that like one of the boxes whatever boxes we had were labeled with what they were so that when they got back here we're not confused. They're not confused. Um, it really did make things go a lot more smoothly than it could have because I'm telling you, like, two households moving over the course mm. of a month can go very, very wrong very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. So thank God that we had all those things mm-hmm. in our back pocket. Like, you know, like, especially with the um, dishes situation, I was like, we will not be eating off of dishes, dishes at the old place. That's only for the new place. So here it's paper plates or disposables or whatever. And then it goes straight in the trash and it goes out the door and that's the end of that. And that's it. So like I made sure that we had, we had taken all those things into account um, before moving because that's just what you do. And yes, it was a pain in the ass. And I will admit that, um, you know, I did turn into a raging bitch. I knew I was going to, and I told everyone I was going to. <laughs> Just a warning. This I'm going to be a raging bitch. Call me yeah. out on it if I do it. Um, don't let me get away with it because nobody deserves to be treated that way. But like, I'm the heat and the stress and the everything is going to get to me and I'm going to snap at some point. Um, Just so you know. 
just so you know. And so because everybody knew to watch out for it, they were pretty cognizant about like, hey, Dino, uh, do you need a breather? Do you need to go sit in front of the air conditioner? Do you need some water? Like what's going yeah. on? You're you're getting really, really extra for something that's not that big a deal. And so it did, but like, because I knew what I'm capable of when the heat gets that oppressive and I'm that tired and I'm that at the end of my tether, um, I made sure that everybody knew to keep an eye out for it so that I check myself and then I do myself a hard reset, maybe go have a cigarette, maybe have a soda, something. And then like, just in case. case. Um, And so, yes, it did take a long time for us to unpack, but once we did like, it was pretty much smooth sailing. Things are pretty nicely set up right now. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the important thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you get to that, that smooth sailing point so that you don't. We cross the finish line. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And once, once you're there, then everything just sort of, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, it's so nice. Once you finally get there. Are you and Ursula doing anything for new year's or is it going to be like a low key thing? It's going to be a low-key thing. I think we'll just do what we usually do, which is stay home. Watch, okay. you know, watch the ball drop. Right. Um, this year... No. I don't know if you heard. It is Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton. Okay. In Times Square this year. No, no. I mean, eating black eyed peas. Oh, yeah. that That's that's the day after. But, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, keep, it, keep it chill. Keep it low-key. Right. Because... On the fourth, I leave for Magfest, and right. all hell breaks loose. And so I just right. want to get the, that little oasis while I can. Right, right. And again, that, you're not 25 that, either. No, I'm not, and I'm going to have to go <laughs> wrangle basically a shitload of 25 year olds. Correct. So if let's, not let's not. Oh, if not younger. You know, many of whom are having their first beer this, you know, this year. Oh, it's, God. yeah, no. As a matter of fact, by the time this airs, I will literally be at MAGFest. Okay. So, you know, when, so like those of you who are listening at home, it is like the Thursday of MAGFest and I am busy right now, you know, because I am the head of security this year. Right. Uh, I'm organizing everything. So, and I am woefully behind right now when we're recording. Because, Whoops. like I said, the last week, everything just went, everything exploded. And so right. I have so much to catch up on. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I want to keep it low-key. Everything going into 2023, right before MAGFest, I try to keep really low-key and mm-hmm. chill. Because I'm going to have enough stress for like six people. Yeah. For those for the first couple days of MAGFest. Well, okay. Uh Overnights, Friday and Saturday are when it's the absolute most stressful for our team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I know that's going to happen. And I want to just have those periods of, of just, I'm going to chill now right. and roll with it. Have some tranquility, right? have some yeah. calm. Yeah. Before everything and, you know, before I have to be the grown up. Right. Um. <laughs> and you will. And that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we'll see how it rolls from there. Cause I mean, you know, the other thing is like the week after the week after that, it's my birthday. Oh, so, hooray. yeah. So, uh, 52, Ooh. um, 
and you know, I'm very happy about the live to, you know, like, yeah, because yeah. I will be home from MAGFest on the 9th. On the 11th, I turn 52. Right. So, right. yeah. Um, it's, I'm just looking at, like, I should not look ahead at, like, it just starts to go nuts. And then, you know, we've got all kinds of fun things set up for the rest of the year. Because mm -hmm. um, we're going to Hawaii. Oh, wow. You know, for a while. And it's sort of a family trip, but it'll be good. We're guests <laughs> of honor. Uh, we're dual Toastmasters at Bubonicon in ah. Albuquerque in August. Awesome. You know, 20, 2023 is is awesome looking in right. advance. Got all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Um, so we're just gonna, like, uh, you know, we're just gonna take it easy and then, you know, enjoy, like, a real honest-to-God vacation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in February in Hawaii. Um, you know, uh, we'll, and we'll see how it goes. Like, EasterCon is... Ursula's guest of honor at EasterCon, but she's a virtual guest of honor, so that means we get to stay home. Right. Um, and we don't... On the one hand, we don't have to fly anywhere... On the other hand, if it was not in person, uh, if it were in person, we would be in Scotland. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but that's okay because Worldcon 2024 is in Scotland, so we're going anyway, right? Um, we're not going to China for Worldcon, but you know that's the sort of thing that we're sure. we're you know kind of uh, looking at coming up. Um, so you know, enjoy the tranquility, enjoy the being home, enjoy right. staying home with loved ones, especially after November where. October, November, where I had something going on every weekend from like the very first of October through, um, what was it? The 14th. Yeah. Like I, I had a good solid, like, uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four out of five weeks, mm -hmm. weekends, we were somewhere. Okay. Oh yeah, no, because yeah, and it was just boom, 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 boom. Right. So, uh, no, wait, five out of six. Oof. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, because well, I guess it's a little weird because it was like Cap Clave weekend off, Mag Con be whiskered, sort of a weekend off, but like starting the following Monday, all things open, fed straight into World Fantasy Con. Right. Three days home, turn around, fly to Chicago, WindyCon, and then home. And I'm just right. like, I'm taking this time while I can. Just right. stay home as much as possible and right. chill. Right. right. So. And same thing with Christmas, yeah. I'm assuming, is going to be low-key staying at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll go to mom and dad's for dinner, hand off the, 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 the present trade, right. whatever, you know. But nothing, nothing earth-shaking because... Sure you know, it's, it's been a ride and now it's time to, uh, and I need some recharge. We need some right. recharge time. Right. Right. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the other part is like, yeah. once um, all these holidays are done and now you're in the new year, this might be a really good time to like force yourself to like, and even put it on your calendar weekend of doing nothing, but like right? watching yeah. Netflix and like eating cookies. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, relax. which is kind of what I'm doing right now. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, yesterday I'm like, you know what? Everything's a lot. Let's just watch how it's made. Right. For an hour, for like. Turn off your yeah. brain. Yeah. And, uh, and if, you know, that's great, you know, and then come February, I'll be doing, you know, my big, okay, let's really plan out 
the year mm -hmm. set some goals because I don't want to do it in January or New Year's. Never use no. New Year's resolutions. I no. always I always take a month to sort of think about the prior year and mm -hmm. figure out, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Other than the it's December, my entire the last month wrecked my entire task tracking and sure. project and all that systems and I have to rebuild. Um so you know that that was the actual big yeah. big thing that i need to push for in the new year is that if we're gonna have two more staff then that means one, mm -hmm. two three four five six seven eight people on staff that google spreadsheet is not on anymore i need to get it into no. a database asap yeah because you do if we don't get it into a database the um the identifier key is too easily changed and I don't like that. I want the identifier yeah. key to stay static and then you can change anything else, but that stays static. Don't touch that. And then your yeah. reports that you query, um, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Whereas like if you try to protect a particular column in Google Sheets, it pings even when you're trying to filter the sheet, which is fucking useless. Like that doesn't. Yeah. So it has to be a database. And so I it's a pain in the ass. It has to get done. We will find a solution. Um, I'm going to give you one right now. Hmm. Airtable. Tried it, hated it. Okay. That um, was the issue because my boss was like not able to wrap his head around it. So it's going to have to be a custom built fucker that mm -hmm. like he's going to have to be able to like press a couple of buttons and make it behave like if it was Excel. Um, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Where yep. like the back end is still a database, but the front end like lets you create filters live rather than running a query report, which would, in my opinion, be easier. But some people have different workflows. And if that's what their workflow is, then that's what we need to do. And so, yep. no, yes, it's going to be yeah. more expensive. Yes, it's going to be a little bit more of a pain in the ass. But I don't need the database to have um, size because it's all text. It's 100% text. So, like, yeah. there's no reason for us to upload the files there. I'm happy with the OneDrive and the folder structure. That's working just perfectly. So like, if I just have the database describing to me what the information is that we're tracking, then we're good. And then different views to show like different columns are showing live and different rows are showing live. So like, yeah. but it's going to have to be a custom build and it's gonna be a few thousand dollars and I know it is, but at the end of the day, I think, when you have eight people accessing a Google spreadsheet and making control V on accident and then fucking up the identifier keys and there's no way to lock it properly. It's the whole it's thing. Yeah. No. Zero to ugly very, very quickly. It's all, it's already happened a couple of times. And so it's like when you have missing, um, missing uh entries that's a real disaster because like that's also how we track customer mm -hmm. orders that's also how we track ongoing orders and so it's like i can't have my database fucked that needs to be perfect no so yeah there's absolutely a goal. yeah it's like switch this to a custom built database because like the pre-built systems are just not doing the job that I need them to do. And and the other issue is, is like um, the learning curve has to be very shallow because like they're all comfortable with Google Sheets. They're all comfortable with Excel. Much more than that, we're lost. So like I can, I can do the queries and build the reports ahead of time so they can just click a button. But like for live, 
filtering and things like that, it has to be one of those things where they can filter live and it doesn't affect what everybody else is seeing. And that's a database. That's like, that's, that is oh, yeah. what a database is. So like, that's what it's I've for. Been, yeah. Correct. That's the whole point. I've been banging on about this fucking database since I started working and like we yeah. haven't had the time or the, or the funds to do it because it is expensive. It's not, it's not a joke to, you know, get someone to program. One oh, I time. know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But if that's what needs, because the other solution is to go down the road of the um, software that the freight forwarders use and that the shipping lines use, but those, the licensing is about a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. And you don't want to deal with that either. Yeah. We don't have that kind of funding. So like it can't be that, cost of entry, you know, insanity, but it also can't be this Google spreadsheet anymore because that is just not working. And I tried Airtable. I liked it. I like FileMaker. I like Airtable. They're all good. Like they're very useful to use. I'm I'm even okay with access. It's fine. It's not great. It's fine. It'll do the job. But like when everybody else who has their fingers in that pie cannot get off the ground and get up and running with it, then we're at, we're stuck at the point where it's like it's going to have to be something um, that's got a you know interface that is friendly for them and that will work for. So it's like we will do it. I guarantee you, it will get done. But like, it's only been what like six years that I've been working for this company. Yeah, so it's it's a whole other thing, right? It's a thing. Um, it's five years, but like. When when I look at like my professional goals, like one of the major ones that I had at the beginning of this quarter was to make sure that all those SOPs were written. And I did manage to get that done so that when we onboard the new staff, they have everything there in front of them and they have other staff who can help them, you know, get up and running. Um, oh, yeah. Which will be a lot faster than what I had to go through, which is um, learning everything myself and building the systems myself. The systems are already built. Just slot yourself into them and do them. Um, because I'm not of the opinion that if I had to suffer, everybody else should. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm of the opinion that if I had to suffer, then that means that I made the mistakes that you shouldn't need to. So let me guide you along this you know, primrose path so that you don't have to. So I got yeah. the SOPs written. Um, they're done. They're they're finished. Um, we just need to get the database up and running, which in the grand scheme of things is not that huge of a task. It's it's you know when when you talk about like getting the processes for everything that we do into a standard that everybody can follow, and doing that by myself from scratch while still working on my other projects, I managed to get that done and the other people who use those SOPs are very happy with them because they're like, this is so helpful. This is so useful for me because it's like, I have everything laid out step by step by step. Um, So like if um, anybody out there is in the process of writing these manuals for other people, you need to approach it. Like you don't know what you're doing and you're teaching someone who has never done this before. And like you said, start with log into your email log into the system. Absolutely, yes. And then once that's there, then you have to have screenshots. When you're telling someone, go to this menu, click on this option, 
have that screenshot because like there have been times oh, where yeah. I'll pull the drop down menu from something and I can't find that option. I have no idea where it is. I look at the screenshot. Oh shit, it's hiding right there in plain fucking sight, like right in front of my stupid face. Oh, screenshots with arrows and and pointers and, and captions pointers and just like oh my god, yeah, and all that circles shit. and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's been so helpful. Like um, I, the, I I must have mentioned this book before. Um, the Mac is not a typewriter. Where um, yeah, uh, Robin Williams. She talks about how when you're laying out a document, every every image, every figure has to have a caption. Oh, absolutely. Period. Because then either you need to name the figure so that people know what you're referring to when you're reading the manual, or it has a caption that explains what that picture is telling you. It's just a, it's a quick way because then when you're reading through the manual, you can just look at the captions and quickly orient yourself because some people are more visual learners than they are, um, you know, with reading. So like if they have the pictures, it's a lot easier for them to orient themselves along that software. And especially when you have software like QuickBooks, where it's like a massive, massive piece of software, and there's so much you can do with it. So big. You get so lost so quickly. So like, okay, maybe you're not doing uh, a manual for QuickBooks. Maybe you're doing something for like something less hateful. It still helps to have that screenshot in there because if a newbie comes in who's never done it before, they're now seeing what you're seeing. And then they can look at their screen. Huh, I don't have that option. Something's wrong. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's exactly, where yeah. that's where I got to was like getting everything on Google Sheets, getting everything on Google because like the OneDrive was not very good at syncing the files. If it's a static file like those PDFs that we get from the documents, it's very good at storing them and then I can download the file and look at it and it's all fine. But if it's like a live file where multiple people are making changes multiple times a day, it it breaks down very quickly and it's not it just falls apart, yeah. It falls apart. Um, and then sometimes it'll lock the file for editing because somebody has it open. And it, I was like, we're just switching to Google. Um, I know you're not all huge fans of it, but it's the only thing that I can simultaneously edit at the same time, you know, that you're going and I'm going. And then with a the three-hour difference, it's like, we don't have time for turn off your file. Right. Right. So that's why I want the database because like then with the back end of the, of the spreadsheet, we can load that up onto the database and then have my unique identifiers and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, PS, I've never yeah, made I, a database before. I just understand how they work. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This is, this is a, yeah, get somebody, yeah, get either look for an off the shelf solution. You can Correct. customize slightly or just have a full pay someone full bore pay. Yeah. Yeah. And pay them out the ass oh. and just get it done because it's once it's up on the website, it'll pretty much maintain itself. Then we don't really need anybody to fuss with it. Then yeah. we're good. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the year in review and that's the year coming up. Yeah. So, all right. Now, now that I have a reminder to link, the Mac is not a typewriter. Um, <laughs> for the second half, for the second half, what charity should we support? Uh, I want to uh, spotlight pe Planned Parenthood, um, especially because yes. um, so many people don't have access to healthcare um, with their loss of jobs. Planned Parenthood does not just do, um, you know, quote unquote abortions. I don't think Planned Parenthood does, even does abortions. They they get you access to birth control. They get you access to yeah. counseling about birth control. They get you access to family planning, um, health screenings, pap smears, um, you know, testicular cancer screenings. Like they do all kinds of stuff. It's not, they don't, 
they don't do abortions. Let's just debunk that right now. Even if they I mean, did, it isn't the only great. thing they do. Right. Yeah. Um, but like they're, they're doing a really big push where um, they are making vasectomies easier accessible to people who need them um, in horrible states where they've outlawed abortion. And like there are people who are getting um, snipped who voted for Trump who are super Republican because they're like, well, my wife has a condition where if she carries a, a child to term, it's going to kill her or like it's going to yeah. be an ectopic pregnancy or like we already have seven kids and we're good. Like if my wife doesn't have a way to shut that down, then we're fucked. So like, I mean, I... Access, reproductive access should be a right that everybody has um, now that they've been under attack. I think we really do need to support um, charities like Planned Parenthood so that people who yeah, can't afford yeah. it have access to it. And I mean, I, I got lucky that I was able to get my vasectomy covered by health insurance. Oh, nice. So yeah. Um, because I have a really good plan with work. Mm -hmm. So, but if you um, don't, um, and you do need yeah. to pay out of pocket, like you, you can contact Planned Parenthood. They will put you in touch with somebody who will do it for a much lower cost. Oh, uh, much better. Yeah. 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 Maybe um, a lower cost. Yeah. And if you're low income, they can usually get you, you know, um, aid to get it done. It's mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood is great. They're, they're really, they're really amazing. Helpful. Yeah. Yep. yep. So Cool. All right, I have Planned Parenthood down. Dude, it has been amazing, <laughs> but it's also dark outside now. Yes, yes, it's and the, uh, the Yeah, I need to go. I'm like looking, going, is there a chicken still wandering around? Yes, yes, there <laughs> is. It is time for me to put the chickens away. And Siri's starting to give me grief that it's time to, you know, do Feed dinner and my yes. weekly salad prep and all that stuff. Yes. So. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to yeah, great. Absolutely. Always is. We will and, do it again. Um, yes, and I apologize to everybody who's getting like a three-hour recording too. So You can split it. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. So um, <coughs> so uh, thank you so much. And of course. And people at home, we'll be right back after this. I always love talking to Dino. I always love having Dino on. Thank you, Dino, for coming on the show. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And what a way to kick off the new year. First episode of 2023. And I'm recording this on my birthday. So it's like a double present for me, except for the bit where I'm, you know, still tired from MAGFest. But we'll, uh, we'll work that out. So I need a word. I don't have my word generator here. So let's just go with Sal's Suds. S-A-L-S-S-U-D-S, -S which is uh, the sort of industrial version of, or the, you know, household cleaner version of Dr. Bronner's. Good stuff. Don't mind putting it out as the word for this week. And what do you do with that word? Well, you go to productivityalchemy.com. You go to the place where it says enter activity code. You type in Sal Suds. You plus press uh, 
the you know submit button and you get a badge. Ooh, ah, pretty badge. Um, badges are cool. We uh, actually put out open badges. You can find out more about open badges and collecting badges and all that sort of thing at productivityalchemy.com. While you're there, you can look at old episodes. Uh, you can look at the show notes for this episode. You can check out all kinds of things, including, you know, like a bio of me and Ursula and like forms to send us letters and for the letters show next month. And there is one link you shouldn't click, though, and that's the support link. We're good. We're fine. We're better than fine. We're doing great. Uh, so we would prefer you give your money to someone who needs it more than we do. And that is, in fact, Planned Parenthood per Dino's suggestion. Uh, they are struggling, especially in places like Texas and the more conservative states where people don't understand that, that women's health is truly, truly important. And it's not just about uh, one particular medical procedure. So, yeah, go out and support them. They need your help. They need your money. And that's pretty much where we're going to wrap up. I'm going to go back to resting. I am so tired. Uh, I'm going to go play some video games maybe and, and watch some How It's Made. So, well, uh, okay, there's a new episode of The Bad Batch. So we're going to watch The Bad Batch before we watch some more How It's Made. And that's about where we're at. So y'all have a good week and uh, do your best to um, stay productive. <laughs>